What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 197 in year four. And today, it might get a little spicy and heated because, man, if you're in the Discord, there's been some discords on some topics. (laughs) So we're going to go into that. Uh, Clay, you might want to let people know if you sound a little different. Yeah, so I'm going to be house-sitting for the next two weeks uh, up until July 5th. Fifth. So if you hear something a little off on my audio, um, I'm in a different room uh, that isn't really specified for me recording. Um, so that is going to be a thing. And also just because my dog has uh, huge anxiety problems, um, thanks to my wife, uh, <laughs> he is with me in this one room. So hopefully he doesn't cause any mayhem. Um and my daughter is taking a nap, so we gotta, you know, do this yeah. as quickly as possible and whatnot. But uh, everything should be good to go. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know in case you're like, oh, why does your microphone sound so weird? Why does Clay sound off and all that stuff? Uh, we are aware, and it will be fixed by July. Yeah. So, yeah, so we just want to let y'all know that in case there's any comments about it. But we're gonna go ahead and just dive right into this, ladies and gentlemen, because um, well, first off, I want to start off and say I was wrong, and I don't remember what your thoughts on this were, Clay, but I thought the Flash was gonna be a success, and it looks like it is at the moment bombing. Yeah, so we we were kind of back and forth. Um, you know, very early on, we had talked about like. Uh, you know, we 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 should be hesitant on if we really want to, this to be like a, a big success due to mm-hmm. all the stuff that was happening to uh, Ezra Miller at the time. Yeah. And we were very confused as of like, how are they going to market this thing? It's come out to be marketing like uh, budget plus marketing is in the ballpark of like three hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely insane. Um and yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a complete bomb. Um, it is reaching just below, but not worse than Shazam 2, um, yeah. which we saw and we enjoyed, but the rest of the world did not. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it's going the same route for The Flash. And it is it is absolutely insane. Yeah, which is crazy because after Shazam came out, I saw so many people on Twitter being like, yo, this film was actually dope. And it's unfortunate. They're like, I, I should have saw this in theaters. Or like, oh, this is way better than the internet said it was. Which is going to be part of our discussion that we're going to have here um, right now because there's a lot going on, man. Like, it, it's not like, obviously, you look at, you can't say that The Flash is a success right now. I thought... Mm-hmm. Batman could carry the Flash. And it just goes to show Batman ain't that strong. But there might be reasons why. And yeah. we're going to dive into that. Um, but let's go ahead and knock out the biggest thing this week. Because we talked about this last week. And it was the idea of I was very strong against what James Gunn, his approach to. I guess this is a two different thing. Oh, this is the same thing. You your topic of discussion here is was James Gunn's wrong was James Gunn wrong in his approach towards the DCU? I'm very hated at the moment because of the ending of the Flash. You were taking a different perspective on this, it seems like. So, do you want to give your opinion on this first? Yeah. So this comes from the discussion that we had last episode. We had mm-hmm. it at the very end because it was going to give spoilers for the Flash. So again, we will put 
uh, a caveat on spoilers here. Yeah. Um, I think for the most part, honestly, whoever wanted to see the movie has already seen it. Whoever yeah. d- doesn't want to watch the movie is not going to see it. Um, so I don't think we need to push the spoiler warning too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for sure next week, I think we're good to go. But just want to go ahead and, and shout it out now. Um, but we had a spoiler-filled uh, discussion after our review due to the fact that something at the end of the movie does, in fact, uh, cause a lot of people concern and confusion mm-hmm. um, to what James Gunn's words were in regards to his DC universe. Um and for me, whenever I was watching this interview, of course, on the Inside of You podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Gunn had explained, okay, well, uh, the Flash resets thing, or this is more so towards his uh, uh, announcement video, you know, mm-hmm. Flash resets everything. But then on the podcast, he's like, oh, well, Blue Beetle is our first uh, DCU character. Mm-hmm. Then later on in the uh, interview, he said, uh, Superman is the first uh, DCEU movie. Um, and then later on in the podcast, he says, oh, well, uh, Creature Commandos is actually the first DCU project. Yeah. And again, Juice was saying, that's confusing. That's not really telling me anything. And I just took it for verbatim what he was saying. And my mm-hmm. explanation of it was, okay, Blue Beetle is the only character that is going to be moved from what we consider the DCEU era into the DCU. Creature Commandos is going to be the very first project that they actually work on that is entitled DCU. Mm -hmm. And Superman Legacy is going to be the first theatrical release of the DCU era. That's that's just how I see things, especially Mm -hmm. now due to the fact that Flash isn't doing good. If this is any indication for Gunn to be like, yeah, I think Ezra's out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is definitely probably his his sign that hey, mm-hmm. Ezra's not going to be the Flash. Yeah. Um, I I put an article in the Discord saying that a lot of people think the reason why it's failing is because people feel like these four films don't matter. Because they're yeah. like, well, this thing's getting reset. Why should we go watch these films? Which was the biggest problem that a lot of people said when that first slate came out and i think that's why people were like oh and i think this was the problem why james gunn i think this adds to the idea of maybe in hindsight right because it's like when when that first thing came out we were like dude this is the way you launch a new thing yada yada like we were very positive at it yeah and um in hindsight i think it was probably bad that he didn't clarify who's coming to the next universe instead of like he should have been like, hey, we're changing. We're not going to have Superman. We're not going to have Batman. But Ezra's coming back. Aquaman's coming back. Instead of playing this like, well, let's wait and see. And I understand mm-hmm. business-wise why they probably did that. But I think you just – because the DC is so toxic right now, or the DCU with you know Snyder Bros, and people are like, oh, I'm just going to wait for the new universe, and people that still love the old universe, and or people that just love Gal Gadot or just love Harley Quinn, and they're like, well, I don't want them to go. And it's just very toxic. James Gunn should have just fucking put his dick on the table and been like, these are people are coming back. These people are not. Affleck's not coming back. Cavill's not coming back. We want Gal back. We want, you know, um, Harley back and a bunch of other people. He didn't do that. He left it too open-ended. And it points me back to Raphael was very against James Gunn saying a lot of stuff. 
or not being clear enough. And I, I was very against Ross. I was like, ah, I was like, I think you're reading too much into it or whatever. He might have a bigger point now because now I'm just like, you know what? I kind of see that he's not being very clear. And, and I think when you allow too many people to talk, it's a problem, which sucks because we thought James Gunn was going to be somebody that clears everything up, but it seems like he's adding to the confusion. And, yeah. um, and I think that's a big deal, a big problem, but I, I do want to clarify. I understand how you view the things because I understand that. Yes, it is the first project. It is going to be the first film. I just, I hate the idea of like, oh yeah, he's in the first D like, I, I don't think you should have to do the clarification that you had to do just now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and that's the sure. problem because a movie slash film is what you're watching in theaters. And if you're saying blue beetle is going to be a part of it, well, that's a film James Gunn. Why isn't that the first one? But I think it's because James Gunn wants to start with his movie. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, because he just in case there was like, oh, the Batman is a fascist joke. Uh, we didn't okay that joke. That was a previous thing. But Blue Beetle's still cool. He's gonna bring him over. Because at the but moment, even, right even now, even so, even so, um, which would break my heart, if Blue Beetle underperforms mm -hmm. and they see it as a hey, like it's a no go on this character. Yeah. Um, if Zaslav decides like. Eh, I didn't like it enough or like mm -hmm. the the numbers weren't big enough. Um, you know, they could definitely just throw that character away yeah. and be like, oh, this is the DCU starting with, you know, Creature Commandos and then Superman. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I just feel like as I'm as I've been replaying Gunn's words back and forth, he's shooting himself in the foot a lot because don't forget, like if all of these movies bomb, right? Like we could we could say so many reasons why the flash is bombing, right? The film is good. So many people are like, dude, yeah, seven to eight out of ten. Like, that's a good film. That is not an average film. And like even people that I thought were gonna be really critical of it, like somebody like Moist Critical, who I I watch a lot, he gave it like a seven out of ten. And I'm just like, oh damn. I was like, he actually liked it. And he usually talks a lot of shit about superhero movies. And so my thing is is remember how Gunn said, like, oh, if a movie bombs or whatever, we're just going to move on. Like, we're not going to try to reset. So there's not really an excuse not to bring those people back or to try something new. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you also mentioned, too, that it seems like Blue Beetle is going to be the first person that's going to come over from the DCEU. Well, in that same interview, Gunn said that Amanda Waller and Peacemaker are coming back. They're not recasting them. So it's just like, again, it's just like, bro, what are you talking about, James Gunn? Like now and then obviously you've mentioned this, too. You're like, oh, well, yeah, everybody from James Gunn's projects are definitely coming back. And I'm like, again, it's not it's he's not clarifying any of that. And I think it's a problem. Um, but no, my my biggest hang up, because I am totally cool with James Gunn just rebooting, like yeah. casting everybody new and doing all that, because I thought that's what you should have done from the start. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case because he's already confirmed Sholo's coming to the thing. So I'm like, well, you can't you can't go back on that now. And my, but my biggest thing is, all right, I'd rather you reboot. I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be that soft reboot. My thing is story. Something I have constantly bitched about on this podcast for the last four years. I care about story. Yeah. And nothing nothing you tell me outside of a movie or a comic book matters i don't care about your explanation outside of it it's okay if i don't understand it like fucking something like inception i'm like oh shit okay i didn't understand that but like oh you're you're these things were in the movie like i don't know if you've heard the theory of inception where they say his totem is actually his ring 
and not yeah i've i've heard so many explanations yeah. on on how to interpret the ending of inception yes. and we were kind of in that same realm when having this discussion about yes. the flash right mm-hmm. uh we were talking about okay well you know it can be implied and that yeah. was the big word and you were like ah well you know that's it it kind of has to slap you right in the face yes. um especially when it comes to something like this and i i, I since our discussion, I've thought a lot about it, and I understand mm-hmm. that these things kind of do need to be slapped in the face, especially mm-hmm. when it's a IP that definitely needs to grow and doesn't quite have the luxury of like, hey, you got to figure it out. Like, yeah, it it, it kind of has to be written on the wall. So people are like, oh, I get it. Let's move forward with that. Um, But it's just something that I saw and I was like, OK, like this can be a swan song type of movie and be like, okay, this is, you know, this is it for the DCEU. But I can see because of the ending, people Mm -hmm. are like, all right, this is the way things are going to go from now on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's and by the story of the ending, because like, it's not just me. I've actually seen people talk about this on Twitter a lot. Everybody's like, so George Clooney's Batman. And everybody's like, no, James Gunn's already said that's not going to happen. We already have confirmation again that that's yeah. not going to be happening. But I'm like, uh, if a lot of people are thinking that that's how your movie was portrayed, perception is a thing. And you need yeah. to take that into consideration. So as of right now, George Clooney is a fascist, according to George Lopez. <laughs> so like, and this is my problem. I am totally cool with the idea of uh somebody coming in like let's just say because we're gonna be talking about something else there is a current movie that is getting some reshoots right now if those reshoots come in and say explain who the new person is or how it's working or it's a new timeline i will be like okay that's what we needed that's what i need but but here's the thing though Mm -hmm. does it count because it's after the fact you know well so here's the thing technically it'll be in the movie yes but due to the fact that, like, you could easily say, because technically Jason Momoa did not, you know, send those pictures until after mm-hmm. the Flash had premiered. So you could easily say, hey, it's in reception of this. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But would you could you have a cop out of saying like, oh, this doesn't really count because you, you're trying to just correct your fuck up. You know? No, 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 no. I think they should correct their fuck up. It's what they need to do. <laughs> so, like, I, I, like, right now, I have no problem if they plan this ten years in advance, or if they just did it this weekend because of the backlash. If yeah. they have seen the perception, they're like, oh, people, people didn't understand the joke because I think that's what they meant it to be was a nice little like uh, cheeky cameo, right? One hundred percent. But. It's not how people are perceiving it. And that's the problem, right? Because yeah. here's the thing. We know one thing as being on social media a lot, right? People often say things and they didn't mean it in a certain way, but it gets perceived a certain way. Where yeah. like if you say something about a minority group that you're like, no, I didn't mean it like that. Like, don't, no, 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 no. They're like, well, that's how it fucking came off. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And you have to go through that, right? I've been through yeah. it. I've been yeah. through it on TikTok. It's bad. And like, and so the problem is you have to clear those things up. And that's kind of where I'm coming from is I think a lot of people are like, oh shit. Cause here's the thing. George Clooney looked good, right? He looked he good. He did. He he looked really good. Yeah. And honestly, like, and I heard a lot of people say this in reviews. They're like, hey, cause 
I've heard back and forth a lot of people did think that, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who didn't think that he was going to be the the Batman moving forward. But they did say, you know what? Fuck it. I want to see it. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind, like, you know, some stupid, like, if if WB and DC wanted to spend the money to get a, a lump sum of, of monetization on YouTube mm-hmm. and make, like, a YouTube freaking series that's like five minutes long each or whatever with george clooney as batman yeah or like adventures of bruce wayne and he finally becomes batman at the very end so that way Mm -hmm. clooney doesn't have to wear the suit for very long that'd be dope as fuck i don't care i think it would be fun um but i just don't think it's gonna happen i I don't think clooney like (laughs) and the worst part is dude um because of the way that the uh reception of the flash in the box office has kind of shown like People then see the box office and they're like, oh, this isn't a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Clooney is going to think he killed the franchise of Batman twice. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make it confusing. He will say that. <laughs> um, so like, and I, I think that's just my biggest thing. So no, I don't think it would be a cop out in like the way, the way this podcast started. Right. Whereas if Tom King brought Alfred back right away, that would have been a cop out. Yeah. It never yeah. happened. He's still dead. Um, so like, I don't think it would be in this way. I think this is a course correction they need to make. And so if they're going to show something like if they show something in blue beetle where flash shows up and he's like, is this like, who, who's Batman here? And they're like, we don't know his identity. He's like, Oh, okay. And then like, you know, he does something like that. You got to give me something that explains it, you know, and it has to be in a movie because that's where you started it. And the yeah. problem is, like, <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> I mean, you're you're more the MCU guy, but I feel like a lot of people aren't necessarily watching all the shows. So if you're throwing some really important information in there, like the AI fest that is happening with Secret Wars, I don't know how yeah. important that's going to be. But, like, if people don't watch that and then there's a movie that you really needed to watch that, they're going to be like, oh, well, what happened? Like, why, why is there such a time jump? You know what I mean? Well, and... and- for the most part, when uh, looking at the MCU movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. as of right now, the only thing that has kind of been touched upon for any of the shows uh, and the movies that have come out since they started the shows, nothing has really kind of dabbled too much into it. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of just like how we see the miniseries at DC Comics or Marvel. Yeah. You know, some of them can be impactful, but a lot of them are just like, eh, let's just write this story and have fun. Mm-hmm. I think there may have just been one show so far that like had one reference, um, but nothing major. I yeah. think honestly, they have called Secret Invasion the first series event. So I think this show will have more impactful things moving forward than anything else that has come out, whether that be She-Hulk, uh, freaking Hawkeye. Uh, 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 what? Well, actually, I think the uh, the uh, What If series was kind of a big major thing that, that okay. showed up in Multiverse of Madness, but it was more of like a wink and a nod, not necessarily confirmation of any of those characters being in that movie. Yeah. I am surprised Marvel hasn't tried this, but I'm assuming they put a decent amount of money into Secret Invasion, right? If it is supposed to be something that's big. Well, they didn't do that for the intro. Um, because For sure. But AI. like, it, it, 
when you look at the cast, the cast yeah. within itself is big. Amelia, yeah. Amelia Clark. You have uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You have uh, oh shoot, what's his name from uh, Sherlock and and the Hobbit movies? Um, mm. Oh, the 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 agent, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a lot of big names coming uh, from Secret Invasion, so I I definitely see that as a yeah. bigger. Show. They they. <sighs> Does that that comes out weekly, right? I don't know Disney's release. Yeah, schedule. It, it, it is. It is weekly. Uh, I wonder first episode if, was out yesterday. If they could have done something along the lines of where they're like, "All right, we're going to release one episode weekly in theaters, and make the tickets like super cheap, like three dollar tickets, and people can go watch it in theaters with nice sound and stuff, and then like maybe like a month later, it comes out on Disney Plus." I wonder if that model could work. See, because I think if it if it because here's the thing, my thing is if it's something you need people to pay attention to, you should try to put it in theaters, even if it's just like a fandom event, like something like that that's real short. Because then it's like, oh, this is big. You should go watch it. Whereas Disney Plus, I feel like people are like, I'm not gonna pay for that service, so I don't care. You know what I mean? But see, yeah, I think there's more people mm-hmm. uh, nowadays, especially uh, just with the lack of success for a lot of different films which by the way freaking spider-verse transformers flash and one other movie i think this uh elemental what if you're talking about bad movies or box office wise box office wise no but i'm saying like you have four major studios Mm -hmm. putting out summer blockbusters juice when we were a kid Mm -hmm. summer blockbusters were maybe one or two movies yeah, not a movie every single week. That's why you're not going to make a billion dollars on every movie if there's a movie every single week, if yeah. not two every single week. It, it it's kind of getting out of hand, honestly. Yeah. Um, in which I think honestly, both Marvel and DC should kind of push back and be like, "Hey, we're going to put only two movies out there a year mm-hmm. and separate them, um, so that way there's a large margin that you could actually profit on." Um, but what I was trying to get at is a lot of people, because of the way things are with a lot of movies coming out very, very frequently, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, just wait until it's streaming. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe that. I believe that. I started doing that for comic book shows. I'm catching up on The Walking Dead right now, which uh, side rant. I said this on my stream last night. I am really fucking tired of these streaming services not getting all the seasons of a show. That really pisses me off. So check this mean? out. Hulu, right, is where I was watching it because I get it free with Spotify. And I was watching it with the shitty commercials. And so it was taking me long to binge that show because those commercials are like two minutes every like five minutes or some shit like that. Yeah, it's it's the worst. So and it's the same fucking things over all the time. Um, What happened was I got to season six. I've been watching it for the last maybe like, you know, three, four weeks. I got to season six and it fucking expired on me. Like the show's gone from Hulu now. And I'm all like, okay, this was like the only place I could watch it. I found it on Amazon. I went to Amazon, spoiled the fucking next season for me because the banner has a character that I thought was dead. And I was just like, oh, wow, thanks. And so that happens. Amazon doesn't have fucking season six. They have season eight and like seven and eight. And I'm just like, are you fucking shitting me? If I go to the AMC app, they have episode one of season six. And not the full season. And, and I'm like, it. y'all produce the show. 
<laughs> like it, I'm, and here's the thing. I have to do this with Food Wars. I've been trying to finish Food Wars forever. I have to go to like a oh, website God. that has all of them because yeah. fucking HBO Max has like seasons four and five. Crunchyroll has seasons like one through three. And yeah. like, I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, where where can I watch the whole show? And if this is what I'm telling you, any if is an executive is listening to this podcast for some reason, this is the reason why pirate people pirate shit is because you don't have oh, it all in one space. One hundred percent. Yeah, I was like, dude, like I cannot find food war. I've never been able to finish food wars because it's nowhere else. Fucking sucks. So, uh, so yeah, the the streaming stuff does make sense. I do think uh, Disney should try to try out that model. I think people would want to go watch something in, in person like that. Um, cause I, I would be, cause I think game of Thrones might've tried that once or twice where like they did episodes in theaters, which I think might be, I mean, kind of cool. Like if, if something's popular, enough, I, you know I, mean? I, I could easily see them doing the season premiere mm-hmm. and then the series finale. Like, yeah. I think that could be very like, Hey, you know, just get the theater experience for this one show. Yeah. And then, because, like, I don't know if you can convince people to go to the theater every single week. Again, like, even if yeah, it's true. cheap, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I think that is kind of rough within itself. But if you space it out, hey, you get a movie right now, mm-hmm. an hour, you know, 15 minutes or or 55 minutes, I think was the the last episode of uh secret invasion or the first episode yeah and then four to eight weeks down the line you have another movie that you get to go to Mm -hmm. and i think that would be a good a good way to go i think you make the tickets cheaper because it is a tv show right uh you're not planning on really you're making most of your money off of advertisements from that kind of stuff so any ticket prices, I think, is already a bonus. I don't know how the movie industry works. I don't know if you got to buy a slot or whatever. But I think theaters want more people to go anyways. So they probably work out a deal. That's like, oh, we could both profit from this. But here's the thing. Imagine this. You know, Maybe you only do it once or twice a week, right? Maybe every if it's on Sundays, you do it on Sundays, whatever. But after that, and I, I don't know if this would have to be like a new theater. Like you'd have to consider a new theater. But I think it'd be kind of cool to where you host these shows, let's just say like it's something like as big as Game of Thrones, right after the movie lets out, there's like a, an after party for people to talk about the show and maybe there's food and shit. Like they can buy food at this place. I like, think that kind of cool. Like, it, it gives you the the water cooler moment. Uh, yeah. To, like, to really, I mean, and, and that's the one thing that I feel like a lot of people are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, the water cooler effect is... It's still happening, but not as frequently. Uh, yeah. A lot more people are are trying to find remote jobs. Um, you, you, the word of mouth is really the the caveat or the the opposite or, or or not the opposite. What am I trying to say? It's in replace of the mm-hmm. water cooler effect, yeah. um, and it's all online. Um, and uh, when it comes to these conversations, a lot of people joke around and be like, Hey, you guys need to go touch grass. You need to go outside. You need to have actual interactions, um, which I think would be good uh, Mm -hmm. for, for these things. Um, It would be kind of odd to be honest, to be like, Hey, now you guys get to hang out with us and and talk about the show or whatever. Um, But I think the overall thought of having a fathom event for these things, Mm -hmm. uh, could work it's just convincing 
the studio because I, I I don't think it's the studio that would be the one. Hey, we really need to do this. I think mm-hmm. it would be the theaters or your producers or you know your your director or whoever brings up the idea to the studio. It's like, yeah. hey, you need to put this in the theater. Yeah, I think because I do think that would be a rate a way to rejuvenate like smaller theaters. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of small theaters out there that are like three screens, four screens, yeah. something like that. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we do a weekly show. And then I think that would be kind of cool. Um, because, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people that want to talk about shit. Granted, I don't think there's a lot of like, I mean, it, it would just take one person to be like an asshole in that kind of situation. People are like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I think it'd be kind of cool. It's like, oh, yeah, we're doing like an after party or whatever. And if they had like a party room or something, that'd be kind of cool. Be like, yeah, let's just yeah. talk about it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's something. I think somebody should try that. I know Netflix is apparently trying to open a theater or something somewhere. So they, they are. Uh, but I also just heard that uh, the Academy mm-hmm. is making the requirements for awards have longer uh, release windows for mm-hmm. uh, for theaters, basically trying to push out uh, Netflix. Oh, well, I mean, wouldn't Netflix be able to host their shit, though? Like, well, I guess you're saying, I mean, they would just push it later, I feel like, you know, I I think as long as it shows up on Netflix, I mean, Netflix just did the biggest ballsy move ever and won by forcing everybody to do the password thing. Everybody's like, oh, Netflix is fucking dead. And they got like fucking eight bajillion signups after that. Yeah, it actually worked, which is actually pretty wild. Which sucks because now everybody like HBO Max is like, oh, okay, Netflix did that. So now we can do that. You know what I mean? Which is going to blow. So that means everybody else is going to have to force out password sharing. Because it only takes it to work once. And then everybody else and their mom does it, right? Yep. Um, That's why I'm hoping humanity is, I don't know if you've ever heard about this. I hope humanity is not stupid enough to do this. But there are car companies that are starting to have like services that you need to pay for your car monthly. Like if you want heated seats. Oh yeah. 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 I've, I've I heard whole people are not dumb enough for that. Um, because, and that'll be just like a standard too, which you can never own. It's your fucking car. You should be able to own everything in it. Um, anyways, getting off topic. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, we had, we had a heated discussion for a while. It's been a few days since we've actually talked about the topic. So your, are your, is your perspective still the same to the point where it's like, I know it's going to change or like, I, I, Superman is the first movie. Is that, is that how you're viewing it right now? I I think so. Um, especially now that we have seen the way the world has reacted to the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, now it could definitely change. Um, I say definitely change. It. I will still say Superman is the first movie. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how the story goes, on how they introduce. Or have Blue Beetle interact with the new Superman. Yeah. Or with the new characters of the DCU. Like, how early do we get a Blue Beetle sequel and have it, you know, be alongside the heroes that, excuse me, that we're going to see within the DCU? Yeah. I, and this is going to be a, I I will not be able to understand where James come, James Gunn is coming from. I don't know if I said James come there, um, but <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not going to be coming from there. Um, but like, I won't understand where he's trying to take the DCU until I do see Superman, because how are you going to say it's a new universe? You know what I mean? Because we've, we've had theories because he's kind of hinting at the little mermaid icon, right? That, yeah. 
uh, Vigilante might be in Superman. So yeah. it's like, okay, so Vigilante's here, and if it's played by the same actor, because they've had to switch Vigilante before, um, yeah. if it's played by the same actor, then it's like, okay, everything that's happened in Peacemaker is okay. But then somebody's going to be like, well, actually, Flash reset everything. So it's like, oh, oh, okay, so what makes sense here? Like, is everything that happened in Peacemaker actually a thing? I've heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, when they do Peacemaker 2, they're probably going to... um Oh my God! What's his name? Uh, the mask guy that that thinks of everything. Uh, oh, psycho pirate. Yeah, they're like, oh, what if they psycho pirate him? I'm like, uh, no, please don't. They're like, what if John Cena is the only one that remembers what the old universe looked like? Uh, some people are like, maybe he has a helmet for that. You know what I mean? Those those were like the the very first theories, actually. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, John Cena was gonna be the the kind of psycho pirate within peacemaker yeah um which would have been kind of weird uh but apparently and one thing that i've noticed and i mm-hmm. i think more so uh gun is very much seeing the toxicity of twitter mm-hmm. uh he has a blue sky account also which yeah. is only in beta and you can only get in via invite mm-hmm. so um it's getting populated he's getting questions uh, quite frequently but he's only answering questions via blue sky right now yeah uh, not a whole lot on twitter it's only being regurgitated via twitter um but we did see uh home of dc uh pointed out uh james gunn when asked how peacemaker will work after the reboot he said you'll have to wait and see yeah so he has some sort of plan to make it all make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that we have to be patient and wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's until he does that, it doesn't make sense with what he's saying yeah. is what I'll say. And I think that's where I'm coming from. If James Gunn clears it all up, I'll be like, okay, cool. You know, cause I said this, everybody knows everybody, anybody that watched me with the flash knows what happened at the end of season two. I fucking went off because it didn't make any fucking sense. Timeline wise, multiverse, all that shit didn't make any sense. They finally corrected it three seasons later, if I'm not mistaken, when I already stopped covering the show. And people were like, you're going to do a video? I'm like, bro, I haven't been reviewing the show for like a year. Like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to. Um, But James Gunn can clear it all up. But you do need to explain that. Because as of right now, with the current story, George Clooney is Batman. That's the only way I see it. And until he clears that up, it won't make any sense. And if he just shows a new Batman, and there's no explanation, I will call that out until the end of time. Like, I will. Because it's just such a big plot hole. I think it's so dumb. Um, and so I'm hoping, hoping but that he here's it. here's the other thing, though. If you start to see from the very beginning, mm-hmm. that being Blue Beetle, Superman, Creature Commandos, that this new DCU has a completely different look and different feel... We see Barry or Wally, whatever, um, new actor. We we don't see Miller at all. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you be able to just say, oh, this is something completely different? I would if this was like 15 years ago, Clay, because that's how we used to do it. Right. But now everything's a connected universe. And James Gunn has said that, too. And the thing is, is this new Flash movie it it showed us the old universe and explained to us a new one. You know what I mean? That's my problem. We got the spaghetti analogy. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> that movie loves spaghetti. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's kind of my problem is they fed us all of this crap and they did it very well in my opinion i've never really heard the spaghetti uh, analogy for a multiverse where there's interconnected things where some things are meant to happen or whatever i've always went with the doctor who one because i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense because everything can change forwards backwards whatever and um and like you know that's kind of how it goes well actually does doctor who include how it affects both ways or is it just the past because the way they explain it in the DC universe is that fixed point affects both ways going each way. So yeah. like your past and your future changes, not just whatever. So I don't know, but they explained it very well in my opinion. And so they've told me that this is a new universe and then they've hinted at Batman. Could I, could I notice that the movies get extremely more better and it's new style and it's not fucking that, you know, the color captions, the way Snyder does all his stuff. Sure. Like, I'm all for that. And I've kind of already noticed that with Shazam and a lot of these other movies that actually have color to them and they're not oversaturated. Um, And those are cool. But it's unfortunate that we're being force-fed connected universes now, right? So everything connects to me. Back in the day, George Clooney and fucking, you know, we were supposed to think that was all the same Batman, which it was story-wise, but they all look different. They all felt different. I'm like, oh, these are all just different Batman films. But unless it had the same actor, it didn't feel the same way. Or like Spider-Man, right? Like, we knew it was completely different from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. Yeah. And, like, we knew that. Like, there there wasn't connected universes then. Marvel just connected all those bitches. So it's like, oh, now they're all connected. X-Men tried to do the same thing with Future Past or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, everything's connected. So I don't think we can do that anymore. It would be nice. I just don't think we can because they've done this. And like I said, I said it in Discord too, I'm over the multiverse stuff already. I want solo films. Like that's why I'm kind of excited for Blue Beetle. I'm just, I I am going into Blue Beetle thinking it's going to bomb already because I just, if if Flash couldn't do well, unless the Cobra Kai people can come out in droves, I don't expect Blue Beetle to do well. That's just kind of where I'm at now. Um, You mentioned like, oh, you feel like you're losing faith in Gun. I just don't like, I have faith that Gunn is going to make good movies and where he's going to go with the thing. I just don't like that. I had high hopes for his clarity and it looks very foggy now. Yeah. And that's my problem. So I don't know. I just want to do that. Cause I know if anybody's in the discord, they're like, God damn, they're going back and forth. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's that, but moving on to another big thing we've been talking about recently, should DC go to San Diego comic-con now? Yeah. I think we should, we, I think we both agree. They should, I'm on the fence that I don't think they're going to go. So what is your perspective on that? I think they should 100%. Um, but I, I haven't been keeping up with why this would be a reason why they shouldn't go, but I've mm-hmm. been seeing conversations say, Oh, well, because of the strikes, whether that be the writer strike or the actor strike, which hasn't necessarily started yet, mm. but because of those things, DC probably won't and WB won't go to San Diego Comic-Con. Um, but with the announcement that Marvel is not going to be there, and the reason being, hey, because Marvel did such a big panel last year, they're not going this year. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. That leaves the doors wide open for Gunn to go in there, announce his Superman, 
and announce maybe two or three more projects that yeah. he didn't announce on his announcement video. Because again, we got 10 different projects on that one announcement. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, that's not even half. Yeah. So we still have a whole bunch to go in this first chapter of the DCU. So I think that it would be smart of him to get one big announcement, which everybody is waiting to see who's going to be Superman. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just throw out, you know, a project, whether that be a additional Green Lantern or uh, Mr. Terrific or anybody uh, that he hasn't really uh, touched up on uh, since the announcements. Yeah, I think they should go. The reason why I don't think they'll be there is because, uh, from my knowledge, those slots are just not handed out. I don't think DC or San Diego Comic Con's all like, "Oh, Marvel, we have a slot for you, and it's free." Because, like, if for anybody that's never been in Hall H, it's a big ass hall. And two, like they have people working behind the scenes. They have technicians that are like, oh, yeah, we're doing all this stuff. Like, that's how I snuck into Hall H is because a person I knew knew a technician in there and they snuck me in. And that's how I got in and didn't have to wait in line. And I got to see the Justice League panel at the time. And so, like, that's really cool. So you got to pay those people. And, like, they also do rehearsals. That's how, like, the person had already knew, like, what was going to happen. That's how, like, if you ever hear about the Marvel leaks, it's probably coming from technicians that are working on it. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we have to play the whole thing to make sure it works. And so they see that whole shit for, before anybody else. And so I, Marvel obviously has their reasons for it. But with Zaslov, with news that just came out today, he's cutting corn, like not co- corners, but he's cutting costs big. He time. is. So this is uh, a sub uh, topic yeah. that uh, within this, uh, because it just broke today. Uh, me and Juice are recording a little bit later than we normally do. And mm-hmm. so there was actually opportunity for a lot of stuff to come in before we started uh, recording. But it has been said that uh, Zaslav is taking a whole lot of movies and television IP stuff um, and just movies in general um, and selling them off to different uh, studios and companies to, of course, stream and everything else totaling up to 500 million dollars yeah absolutely insane including several batman movies um so they're no longer going to have the rights for those um which is absolutely insane um now that doesn't mean that batman can't be in the dcu what it means is that like batman 89 is Mm -hmm. no longer owned or like fully owned i will say that because i haven't heard anything as far as contractually Mm -hmm. uh but like it is now majority owned by from what the article is saying sony and universal are the two studios that are like up there for zazov to be like hey you guys get first pickings yeah yeah uh sony would be horrible uh the only thing is is like if sony could if that would allow them to make like an animated Batman movie, I'd be interested in seeing that. But anything else is no. But from my understanding, I didn't read the full article, but it seems like they just get the right to like distribute those movies. Yes. So they can't make anything with the IP. No, it's they just can't. Being but able the... to like sell the thing. Yeah. So like, so like Batman eighty nine. Mm-hmm. When you purchase Batman eighty nine, a portion of that is no longer going to be going to WB or again a majority is no longer going to be going to WB. It's going to be going to either Universal or Sony. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe that's not the biggest deal. I think as long as you're like, hey, we'll sell you this. And like, yeah, you can distribute it. You can sell it to Netflix. You can do whatever. But we own the IP. So like if we want Michael Keaton to be in all these other Batmans, like we can do that. Like y'all don't have that right. Y'all just have the rights to distribute and sell the actual movie. Right. So maybe that's what it is. They just have the rights to sell the movie. I don't know. All of that legal jargon is really confusing. Like when it comes to like the Hulk, which I think Marvel just got rights back to recently. Um, like the Hulk was technically owned by like Paramount. So Marvel couldn't make a solo movie, but they could have him in other movies because they, own, yeah. it was fucking confusing. So I don't understand how all that worked. The same thing with like Spider-Man, right? Like the biggest character you could have. Sony's like, we're never letting this bitch go. And so like <laughs> Marvel would have to buy Sony, which I don't know if they could ever do that. One, because I think governments would be like, no, that's too much, you know, for you to buy Sony. Um, yeah. And Sony, like uh, people might make them a joke when it comes to movies. People don't realize like how much anime and shit they own. Like they yeah. own pretty much everything. Because they own Crunchyroll and just bought Funimation, I think. Was that what they bought? Uh, no, they bought like another big popular app, right? Wasn't it Funimation? Was uh, it Funimation? No, no, no. no. I, I don't believe so because Crunchyroll and Funimation merged. Yeah, because Sony, who owned Crunchyroll, bought the other one. Oh, okay, then yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then so that, they that, own that. like, I, I want to say it was something along the lines of like, that is like 80% of anime or some shit like that which is crazy to think um, when it comes to streaming, I guess. But yeah, so that's, yeah. Uh, I don't think Sony, like it's not going to be like Marvel can come out of nowhere and just buy Sony like that. Or I should say Disney because Disney would want to be doing it. But yeah, that is insane. Also, I think uh, some governments are starting to get a little weary of big companies buying other companies right now because I'm hearing the Xbox, uh, the Xbox Blizzard one got denied. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe it was... Uh, the UK um, yeah. was like, hey, that's sketchy. Um, yeah. We're going to deny you guys now and we're going to put another investigation out there. Yeah. Um, so uh, Blizzard and, and Microsoft are still not uh, a conjoined company yet. Uh, they feel like they might still be able to get away with it. Um, but more and more, like these, these, these other billion dollar companies are like, hey, you can't make more money than me and they're going to try to yeah. fight whatever. Um, looking at some of the conversations that I was having uh, with the whole thing with WB selling everything, it's movies, TV, and music. So anything that yeah. was distributed via WB um, is also being sold off as well. Uh, yeah. And from what it looks like, uh, WB is legitimately uh, in the perfect spot to be bought by somebody, though, mm. um, because of the uh the lack of damage control that Zazov has actually been able to implement at WB mm -hmm. and they're desperate for money. Um they are still to this day 49.4 billion dollars in debt. Um so they kind of gotten down with everything that Zazlov has done, mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of money. Uh Zazlov is only there to and and this was a conversation that we had very early on that I didn't think was true um, because of how valuable the IPs that WB owns were. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that Zaslav was a temporary fix. I thought that Zaslav was going to be there and then legitimately try to fix things. 
now the closer we're getting to basically doomsday with how WB is feeling. Um, it looks like Zaslov is there to, hey, I'm going to try to help you guys, but I'm going to, in the end, just get a big fat check and then see you guys later. Yeah. Um, and he might sell everything again. Yeah. Um, Amazon or Apple? Only two places I want DC or WB to go. Uh, I I think it would logically in 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 dealing with all of the uh, logistics and, and laws and everything, I think it may have to be Apple. Yeah. Because Amazon at that point would just like it would feel like too much and people would definitely try to like stop that. Yeah. Apple's also in, in California, same place as WB. So like it would be interesting. But it would be kind of cool because I think anybody that buys Apple products would probably start getting free WB shit, which would be kind of cool. You um, would get uh, Batman-themed iPhones? Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, uh, there's two big things there. But probably the most interesting... I mean, well, we kind of talked about this. Not really. Are people tired of multiverse stories? I am, personally. Um, I don't... Yeah. It was it was a discussion that was brought up with uh, a couple of friends of mine due to the fact that they were so surprised at the lack of success that the Flash uh, was a part of mm. um, or that the Flash has. Um, and so I was like, OK, well, why is the Flash not successful? And a lot of people were surrounding the idea that we've been getting multiverse stories for a very long time now um us as nerds have probably been getting it a lot more than the general audience but we've gotten a lot uh i think starting with uh into the spider-verse you know in 2019 from then on Mm -hmm. it's it's only gotten worse um you know well let's let's be real first and let's say that the arrowverse started it Let's give yes. them their credit. Yes, the uh, Arrowverse did start it, and I think even that was in 2019 um, with Crisis. Well, um, they were building it the pre, pri, pre year, previous years, though, because yes, Flash yes, went to the multiverse like in season two, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he he did. Yeah. Uh, it did show the different things with like. Yeah. Uh, at that point, Supergirl was not a part of CW, so it was on mm-hmm. CBS. There was not even like an inkling of whether they could cross over or not. Um, and then you started to see like the nineties flash and everything else. So that, that is true. Um, but since then we've been getting nothing but multiverse stuff. And it is so much so that like the, the biggest IP that is successful at this thing, that being the MCU has named this phase, the multiverse saga. So it's just one thing after another, one hit after another is just reminding you, hey, multiverse, hey, multiverse, mm-hmm. hey, multiverse. So it's not helping anything. Yeah. Um, And it kind of goes in line with what James Gunn was saying as far as, hey, it's not superhero fatigue. It's story fatigue. Yeah. It's this same old bland, hey, here's a superhero. We're going to do this. We're going to bash some things. And then, hey, we save the day. And just mix in or sprinkle in a little bit of the multiverse story and it does get a little bland, you know? Yeah. Um, so I am very interested to see how the MCU changes things up because Ant-Man was 
a success, but it wasn't a success. Mm -hmm. Um, And from them seeing the flash bomb the way it did, I don't think they can automatically say, oh, well, Across the Spider-Verse did good, so we're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they can do that. Yeah. Um, and it also makes me think, okay, if Gunn has any plans for Crisis, it needs to be at the 10-year mark. Yeah. It cannot be within five years. It can't be within three years. Mm-hmm. It has to be far enough away for us to kind of be done with the multiverse that we're having with everything else. And then and then he brings it back. Yeah. And that's kind of what I had mentioned in the Discord when you were talking about how that end credit scene was supposed to have more on it, according to what you've heard. And it was supposed to hint at Crisis. And I was like, oh, that would have been worse. Because I don't yeah. think you should be hinting that far in advance. Yeah. And, and for those who want to know, um, this was an original ending that was done via when Hamada was still running things at uh, WB. But uh, at the end of the flash, when you see uh, Arthur and Barry talking outside of the bar, uh, Aquaman, you know, uh, Arthur falls into the water. Barry grabs uh, the thing and and, uh, his little jewel or whatever, and immediately like just basically forgets about Arthur and goes straight to his apartment. And on his little like desktop with all the different screens, we were supposed to see Ben Affleck's Batman without the cowl mm-hmm. and him saying, Barry, what did you do? And it was supposed to mirror the scene in BVS where uh, Batman Bruce Wayne was at his desktop and seeing a future Barry. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to tease that like, hey, I need help. I need help. He was thrusted out of the timeline into a different universe. Mm-hmm. Um, thus teasing crisis. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have been for me because of the way that I was arguing things and, the, and yeah. the fact that I understood everything was, oh, this would show, hey, the timeline really is fucked up. And when we see the DCU, there's then an excuse on why we have a new DCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my thing is, is if you're, I get that perspective, but I think logically the way your brain should assume is like, or how are they going to fix that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think it would be weird, especially if the Clooney thing is there. So it's like, okay, you're going to show Clooney. But I don't, I honestly think even if they show that though, Clay, I don't think that fixed the Clooney problem. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have to show, all you need to show me is Barry go to another timeline. That's all you need. And like the thing that sucks is we don't know what's going to happen with Ezra at the moment. And the interesting thing is Andy Muschietti is still talking like he wants to do another flash, which I think is interesting because one thing we didn't talk about on last week's podcast and we mentioned it before, so I mean, we've kind of already spoiled spoilers, anyways. But they never talk about who killed Barry's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know who it is as comic book fans. And so they never show that. They never hint at it. They never do anything like that. So Andy Muschietti was like, "Oh yeah, you definitely need to do that in the next film. Like that needs to happen." So you could show the new timeline, him doing that again, and maybe Barry tries to go back in time or whatever. I don't know what, how they were going to fix this, but. You would just, there's ways to be like, oh yeah, we're in another timeline again. Um, 
or maybe Barry has to go back and it ha he figures out like, no, she has to die. Like, that's just how it has to happen. And maybe it, it resets everything and Superman's younger and, you know, Batman's younger or whatever. But you got to show me that. And if you want to do that, like at the end of um, one of these new movies that's going to come out to show me that, they're like, oh, yeah, that's how it changed. Fine, whatever. You need to show me it, though. And I think it. Yeah. the thing is, is you can't show me with the recasted Barry. It would be so weird because of the dialogue you used in that Ed credit scene. Sorry, that was my phone. But like, I don't know. That That's just a mess to me. Um, but anyways, one thing I do want to talk about is because the way they could fix it is we're hearing about these reshoots of Aquaman, which is supposed to come out at the end of the year. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure what this means now a, a lot of people are freaking out like oh the movie's not even finished yet you know yeah. um guys we haven't even received a trailer yeah um i don't know when the first trailer for the tr for the flash was mm -hmm. um super bowl but we haven't we i don't think we've even gotten a teaser trailer for aquaman no the the only thing we have gotten um uh, and it hasn't even been uh, officially released yet was at CinemaCon. There was a poster mm -hmm. for Aquaman too. We haven't even gotten that yet. Um, I am more and more worried about this uh, about this movie, mm -hmm. um, but more so due to the fact that, that this might be in response of the Flash. Um, we've heard very conflicting things on like how exactly like the Batman cameo in Aquaman two is going to be playing out. Yeah. Whether that is even a thing anymore. I have no idea. Yeah. Especially now if, uh, especially with after the flash, um, you 100% need to somehow show that this movie is taking place at the exact same time. Yeah. As, uh, as the Flash, because of the ending of the Flash, mm -hmm. you can't have the cameo of, of of Ben Affleck and then knowing in your brain, well, that's supposed to be George Clooney. Like, yeah, that's gonna be very difficult as well. Yeah, and that's like, uh, it, it, if I could go back, I'm like, don't release the slate or just don't talk about the first four films. Like, you know what I mean? And I just don't <laughs> think I. And here's something we've all we've also bitched about this. Because we've talked about creative writing before on this channel, right? I think it's yeah. a lot harder to do in movies, obviously, because yes. they've been filmed. I still think there's something you could have easily added to these films to make them make sense, right? Like, you could have probably had the Flash running through time. Um, you know what I yeah. mean? Because what we saw is, remember how Flash, like, goes into the past and his head pops through? Like, you could just have his head pop through and other, like, things be like, nope, not this one. You know what I mean? And yeah. something like that. Uh, and even if they're all end credit scenes, like that would be totally fine. Cause like, it's like, all right, we don't need to, we don't need to change the core film at all. We just need to have flash being like, this is the wrong timeline too. And just keep doing that. Like, because at that point, if you did give me, and this could be like two different end credit scenes, right? Like James Gunn has done like 16 end credit scenes at one, at the end of guardians of the galaxy two or whatever that was. But yeah. like, I, I kind of would like that story. Like the idea of a flash running through time and being like, Nope, not this one. And I'm be like, where is he going to end up? Like, I'd be curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if the final end credit scene is the Superman movie where he's like, 
I think this is it. You know what I mean? Then it's just like, oh, and then, you know, it is, you know, or what you could do. And if you wanted to change it there too, there's another flash there. And he's like, what? And then you're just like, okay. You know, but see, and, but that's the thing though, uh, with what my what my concern was at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. due to the reception of the movie, do you keep Ezra Miller? I so we had a big discussion on my live stream last night about this because people were like, "Yo, what do you think? Like, do you think they're going to recast Ezra Miller?" I don't know, because um, like my because this is when you get into morals and philosophy and what everybody thinks. I am the type of person that can separate a person's performance from the person. If everything I have covered on my YouTube, my old YouTube channel about Ezra Miller is true. I think he is a scumbag human being, but that scumbag human being made me care about fucking Barry Allen in that flash movie. You know what I mean? Those, both of those things can be true. And a lot of people have this thing like, Oh no, if I say he did anything good, that means I condone what he did. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? I like fucking uh, we know there's plenty of people in history that have done amazing things that have had their inventions turn to do horrible things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oppenheimer's just going to come out, right? Like, yeah. that's going to be a big thing that people are going to learn about. Like, oh, shit, you know, whatever. And so, like, you don't need to just because you think something is good doesn't mean you condone the person that made it. Um, you know what I mean? I think uh, Tarantino's films are good. Uses the N word a lot, though. I don't condone that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude. um, So like, I don't know. I I think it's really weird. And I think that's why a lot of people hate the flash or don't want to see it. Dude. I've read some bullshit review. I saw some guy going off on Twitter saying it was like the worst fucking movie ever. It's childish. It's like, dude, he was coming for the throat. Like it was clear that person hated Ezra Miller. Like it was so clear. And they're like, this is the fucking worst movie I've ever seen. The CGI is horrible. They do this stupid, like, you know, cra- like they were talking about the baby scene at the start. And I was like, I knew people were going to bitch about that. Like, and it's supposed to be a cheeky moment, right? I think if you have the Guardians of the Galaxy putting babies in microwaves, people love it. They're like, oh, Drax is so funny. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you put that baby in a microwave. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think people, they just clearly hate Ezra Miller right now. And yeah. like uh, on the podcast, I mean, not on the podcast, on the live stream, I was talking about, can he be redeemed? Like if he were to go to jail, let's say he goes to jail for two years or whatever, for anything he did, right? Do we give him a clean slate after that? I guarantee you people won't because people like he went to jail. And I'm like, then what's the purpose of jail? See, and, and I would have to disagree with you for okay. one reason and one reason only. Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. Wait, are you saying that we... He's proof that we forgive them? Yeah. Robert Denny Jr. is proof that you can forgive and forget. Um, Downey Jr.'s stuff, I think, was different than Ezra's, though. It would depend on what is real for Ezra, right? So, Robert Denny Jr., from what I can remember, I'd have to go back and do a little bit of research, Mm -hmm. but I remember his being very much, like, drug-related and... um, that causing bigger things mm-hmm. um, whereas Ezra is his thing is small crimes kind of evolving into bigger things yeah. um and we've known now on on scales of like kind of confirmed kind of not as the fact that like 
some of these things were blown out of proportion for the yeah. clicks. Um, so even if he does have jail time, mm-hmm. I genuinely think if if he gets out of jail at a like in 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 time where he is kind of like forgotten about, mm-hmm. and then he has the performance of a lifetime immediately after. One hundred percent, I think people forget. Yeah, my thing is, I think what people are hung up on is the allegations of grooming. I think that's where everybody is because I don't think people give a shit about the breaking and entering and stuff because that is a personal thing. That's like it. It's only matter who broke in and and if they get did they get money from Ezra? Like, did he pay them? He's like, I'm sorry, I paid for everything. I gave them money, and that's which, on them. Which I didn't realize this at the time of watching the movie, but in mm-hmm. retrospect, is fucking hilarious. Um, they had Barry Allen face through his wall and steal beer yeah yeah which is there's there's a lot of things in there yeah there's a lot of things in there you'd be like oh that's that's distasteful i'm like dude this movie was made a long time this movie's been written for like seven years um so it's like we didn't even know ezra was gonna what if ezra was just getting into character you know Um, you know what (laughs) great performance then you know that's all i'm gonna say yeah i don't know i do I do think he could be redeemed, but I think that's what a lot of people are are harping on is like those allegations, which again, I, I was talking about this on stream. I don't think a lot of those allegations hold up in a court of law because they were like, oh, he kidnapped a person. I'm like, that person was 18. That person technically in the state of or instead of in, in America, you're an adult and you make your own decisions. So yeah. if that person constantly says, like, I was never kidnapped, I was never kidnapped. Granted, you can get into like, well, you know, manipulation, yada, yada. It all comes down to what can be proven in a court of law, right? Yeah. And so I don't think those stick. Uh, he has been arrested a few times, so there's a lot of stuff there. I think people forgive that. I think everybody is just focused on the grooming stuff because that is the most sus thing to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, even the one with, like, a, they said he kidnapped a family or something like that and held them on their thing. I'm pretty sure that's something easily where cops just go to the house and they're, are are you being held against your will? And if they're like, nope. And it's just like, okay, can't do anything about that. They said no. And so, like, I think a lot of those things, like you mentioned, were blown out of proportion. I'm not saying they are or not. I'm just saying that I do think a lot of things he's been accused of don't hold up in a court of law. And I think that's the biggest thing. I do think he can be redeemed, but I, I don't think he can right now. And I think he needs to do some good before anybody considers anything about him. Um, he definitely needs to talk too. He can't be silent. Like, he needs to come out more and be like, I fucked up. I was going through a lot of shit. I was like, I'm getting help. I'm trying to meet with, you know, therapists this amount of time, yada, yada. And I'm just going to try to redo things. Um, And he needs to keep doing that. And maybe even come out and explain. Like, I think he needs like a, he needs like an Oprah or some shit where they're going to walk him through a yeah. conversation. And granted, Oprah's not the best person, but like they need, he needs a kind of interview like that, like a PR. Do not get Will Smith's PR team. His team is <laughs> fucking terrible. Do not get his team, but he needs to do something for people to start coming back. But he needs to just admit to everything. Be like, yeah, I was fucking fucked up and shit, you know. Uh, But anyway, so I think we've covered all of that. The biggest thing is the reshoots. So I don't know what they would be for. I would only assume the reshoots are to try to make sense of stuff for the future. Yeah. But I just don't know what you add at this point. And they're going to have to be like. And credit scenes, right? I don't think you can do anything else. Because you can't do anything that's crazy CGI, right? It has no. to be like the end credit scene for The Flash. Something like that that can explain something. Um, because Momoa, granted, he, he looked like he was in street clothes. 
but it looked like they were adding the hair to his head because I know he yeah, shaved he, all of that. He 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 shaves a lot of it, but he also has like highlighted extensions yeah. for for Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume they're doing some end credit scenes to maybe make sense of like what you know what they could do? Because they've already hired this one guy and he already has the look, I'm assuming. They could bring the guy from Creature Commandos in, the guy that was in Marvel, and have him oh, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, and like connect something like that. Because I'm pretty sure Creature Commandos has some like water type people in it, doesn't it? They have like a yes. fish character or something. Yeah, they could yeah. do something like that. That would be an interesting way to tie it into the universe. But then again, you're solidifying Momoa as Aquaman. Which technically <laughs> in the end of The Flash, yeah. if we're going by the new set rules, yeah, that Barry Allen always looks the same mm-hmm. and everybody else looks the same. But Bruce Wayne does not. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. It's, uh, we'll wait and see. It's unfortunately the only thing we can do, which it's just really confusing to me. But besides this, there's one thing I want to talk about because we went back and forth with this because we this has been up and down all the time. And we thought two reports come out within 24 hours of each other. One saying Gal Gadot is essentially out as Wonder Woman because she's a a woman for hire now or actress for hire and says that she is now going to be going after projects that she has passion for and that she can do more with, right? She can have some control over all that kind of jazz. Mm -hmm. Is what the first report says, home of DC and other people, you know, scoopers or whatever are like, yep, she's out. This is what this means. Literally 24 hours later, another thing comes out that says, Gal Gadot's comments clarified hints at possible behind the scenes stuff at DCU or DC working for Wonder Woman. So now she's back in. So, which I always said, if you're bringing anybody from that universe, you're bringing Gal Gadot. She looks great still. She's awesome as Wonder Woman. And she was in the flash. And even in our theater, when people saw her, they were like, oh yeah, awesome. I I think that when you look at the characters that have worked on screen for the general audience, it is Gal Gadot and is Jason Momoa. I think those. I, I throw Harley Quinn. Not okay, Birds I of was, Prey, though. Not Birds of I Prey. Was thinking, I was thinking more so the Justice League, not necessarily okay, Harley okay, Quinn. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but out of our heroes and out of yeah. our leaguers, I think that the two that work are Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like Cavill has been polarized. Uh, uh, Ben Affleck was a polarizing uh, depiction of Batman Uh, Cyborg a lot of people don't have a comment about Cyborg Mm -hmm. and we all know about Ezra Miller you know Uh, so I do think those two characters if you're going to bring them it's your ace in the hole uh, as far as uh, getting those two castings but with Gal Gadot it's so weird because she has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. in her performances throughout the years. You know, yeah. I think it was you that made the comment of like, she wasn't an amazing actor back mm-hmm. in like what fast seven or. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I remember her in. Like that's what was, got was her. It, was it seven or six? I can't remember which one. No, it was. she was, she might die in seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I know. I don't know. I, I I can't remember which one I think she, she died comes, in. So four is when they kind of reset everything because two and I mean two and three don't really count in Fast and Furious. 
four kind of resets everything with Paul Walker, Vin Diesel coming back. And I think she's in that one. I could be wrong. If not, she's in five and six, and she dies in the second movie. That okay, in. okay. So so it was six. Yeah. So she wasn't a very good actress then. No. But since then, she has gotten better yeah. at, at her performances. She's all over Netflix right mm-hmm. now. Uh, she has, I think, a movie coming out within the next year. She's had, I think, one or two projects done at Netflix already. Um, she still has a few things kind of hanging in the balance and limbo of Hollywood with uh, Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, she is somewhat of a busy actress, even though we haven't seen her a whole lot. It's because it's been taking a while for these projects to actually become actual things. Yeah. Um, but for me, and what I've been seeing a lot, especially, especially when the first report came in of like, oh, she's done. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said, if if Gal's not coming back, we don't want anybody back. Yeah. Just reboot the entire thing. Let yeah. go of everything and just do it all over. Um, and I kind of agree. Yeah, I'd be down um, for that. But I also, from I'm I'm both ways because I also don't think that like Gal Gadot could be the only Wonder Woman. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So so I'm kind of in both you know ballparks here. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm just very curious on how, again, it always goes back to this because we just don't know their plans mm-hmm. on how they're going to connect these characters that have been portrayed by these actors into this newer universe. Yeah. I, dude, you just have a scene in Superman that shows the Justice League. That's all you fucking need. These are our new people. If Ezra's going to be there, cool. If fucking Aquaman's going to be there, cool. Gal Gadot, like, just show them. Because, like, do you think, I mean, they're probably, the Justice League's probably not going to be a thing, right? But it would have to be. See, it's it's very odd because from what we have heard, Inklings, and I don't mm-hmm. know if Gunn has necessarily confirmed a date and time yeah. um, in his career. But it's essentially what we think of as, like, not year one, not year four. But yeah. a lot of people are going back to this idea of, like, oh, this is a year two Superman. Yeah. Um. And, like, I kind of like that idea. I kind of don't. Mm-hmm. Like, because it, it gets really wishy-washy with the idea of, like, how long has Batman been Batman before Superman yeah. became Superman, you know? And yeah. all of these different things. Um, it all goes down to the story, man. Whatever mm-hmm. really cuts down and, and makes sense. If this is an established universe, and I think that's more often than not the thing that we need to go ahead and be prepared for is mm-hmm. that gun needs to kind of act like this is an already established universe yeah. and not treat us all like dum-dums because at this point i think the general audience knows the characters they want good stories and they want to have a good time yeah you know uh and we only need the origin stories for the new wacky characters that we know gun is going to want to use mm-hmm yeah well even then he didn't even do that really for suicide squad i mean we got flashbacks to like showcase like oh yeah this is kind of how that person is but we didn't need it people loved polka dot man and we didn't see that much about him yeah and like so yeah i don't i think origin stories are becoming overrated in my opinion like they're not necessary because 
you can kind of show those in cartoons and stuff if people care about them, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to have a crazy origin story. I think a quick flashback and then people will just make up their own mind about other stuff. But that reminds me, Gunn said that before he even set out plans for the DCU, mm. he was wanting to talk to the animation studios for Wonder Woman in animation. Yeah. And for him, his big thing was, hey, we're going to have everything connect. So even like, I think he could very, very easily say, oh, this is an Elseworld story, but we mm-hmm. want to give a little bit more of exposure to the Wonder Woman mythos and all of that stuff. Yeah. Sure. But if Gal's going to be connected to that outside of like being a producer, mm-hmm. that being like an actual voice for Wonder Woman, then you we would feel like, hey, you kind of have to connect this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll find out because, like, even if they were to greenlight Wonder Woman right now, um, like a, a cartoon, I don't think that comes out for what, another two, three years, maybe, because like yeah. animation takes forever. So you'd have Gal on that. That would be the first thing. I think we will find out if Gal Gadot's going to be Wonder Woman if she's in Paradise Island. Because I just don't think that it's just going to be a period to before her. I think they'll do a future like this is where they are now kind of thing and she'll be there. But we don't even know when that is going to be taking place as far as filming or anything. Like yeah, we don't know true. when that's going to be. You would have to assume if I would assume two of these projects are coming out a year at least. Okay. And now are we saying two films are coming out a year plus projects? Because in that that makes things a lot faster. Because it would be Superman, Brave and the Bold, which already have directors. Maybe Swamp Thing, because that already has a director and writer as well. Like, does that come out after Brave and the Bold? Well, he they did say that Swamp Thing will be, uh, again, I guess now you can't take his word for it. Mm-hmm. But Gunn did say that Swamp Thing concludes Chapter 1. Mm. So I guess it would be later. But what's his name also said he's treating it as a standalone. Yeah. So it's all like, yeah, he's like, yeah, there might possibility be for trilogies or whatever. He's like, but I'm treating this as a solo story. Yeah. So like, and that just came out like two days ago or whatever. So well, he, he said he he's not treating it as a franchise. Yeah. And I think okay. that is smart for some characters mm-hmm. because I honestly like you cannot go to a random person on the street and say, hey, I'm going to explain this character of Swamp Thing and I'm going to convince you to watch six hours of movies, not TV show, because anybody yeah. can do a TV show. But hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna convince you to watch six hours worth of movies that feature the main character of Swamp Thing. Yeah, like people aren't gonna be interested in that. They might yeah. be interested in a one-off movie that is teased at the end of a bigger movie. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the only way you get to see the one-off characters is if they are teased within the bigger characters that are like, okay, this guy's important for some reason. Otherwise he wouldn't be in a Superman movie or he wouldn't be in a Batman movie and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I will just say just after that podcast and the flash, I have a million more questions than I do have answers. It feels like, but um, yeah, the last thing we got that does involve James Gunn and is part of the inter- inter- entertainment stuff is uh, this joke about, I, the how it should have ended scene 
of Superman across from <laughs> Batman, which everybody knows this. Uh, you've probably seen the meme where it's Superman always says something to Batman. He's like, if we call on Batman. And like, that's the big joke. Uh, by the way, if you're a YouTuber that reacts to them, I would not react to them anymore because they always claim your shit. That's why I stopped reacting to them. So, um, yeah. FYI. But yeah, this this actually came out a month ago as far as uh, this back and forth. And we just completely missed it. Yeah. Um, it happened at the end of May. And uh, somebody had something along the lines of like, if James Gunn were to make this happen in his new DCU, I will eat my left shoe. Mm-hmm. And James Gunn responded. He's like, "Hey, uh, what are the uh, w- what are the technicalities of of how I need to make this happen?" Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "They need to be sitting in a coffee shop, drinking coffee, and make Batman say, because I'm Batman.'" Yeah. And and Gunn's response was, "Okay, I'll see you in a." quote unquote or, or parentheses few years mm-hmm. juice as somebody who does not like jokey batman yeah but i think is a fan of these how it should have ended series because mm-hmm. they're actually sometimes really fucking hilarious yeah no good. they are uh great job uh as far as the creators um how would you feel about this new batman saying because i'm batman and credit and 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 i don't think it would be as a as obnoxious as he does it in the i could very easily see them like you said in an end credit scene yeah a cup of coffee late at night whatever maybe in gotham maybe in metropolis whatever and superman asks him a question and then batman says because i'm batman yeah yeah it would be that's the end it would be very like stone faced. It wouldn't. I don't think it would be jokey. If it is jokey, James Gunn, uh, I just feel like he doesn't know Batman. Um, Batman can't be jokey. Like again, it's just you just can't do that. And I feel like they might do it. Just kind of annoying. no. But see, I think it can be jokey, but the jokey way that Batman the animated series is. Yeah, because I could see I can see Kevin Conroy's Batman saying. Because I'm Batman, and then like kind of smirking while he's taking a sip of yeah. coffee. Like I can see that being a thing, mm-hmm. but like being off like balls to the wall, like because I'm Batman, like that yeah. would be completely stupid. Um, I what if I he has this... two people that are not the actors but dressed up as Superman and Batman? Do it. Then that's 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 a cop out. I'm sorry. You yeah. Like, well, I mean, uh, he didn't specify that it had to be the actual people. He just needed that to happen on screen. He didn't specify, but I would be kind of pissed. Like it. Like I, me personally, I would not if you actually have Clark and Bruce at the same diner right next to the people in costumes. Okay, I, if if that's the way they go, yeah, and, and literally two like, booths. So you have the I am Batman person next to Bruce and, Wayne and Clark. and and I think it would be even funnier because like the Batman guy would say because I'm Batman, and then whoever is playing Bruce Wayne just be like I don't say that. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. And yeah. so something like that, and then Superman could be like that's totally you or something like that, and then that's yeah. it. Uh, that's the way you get around it and that's funny i think that's funny you don't compromise batman and like i think that works 
because technically he didn't say it had to be the actors. He just said Superman, Batman. So I, that's how I would get around it. I think that'd be funny. But I, I still think that guy would probably cop. He'd be like, that's a cop out. Not going to do it. You know, I, but if he ate it, that'd be fucking, I'd be like, all right, man, it was weird. I appreciate that. But anyways, I think that is everything that we've had going on uh, when it comes to entertainment news that uh everything is uh yeah oh there was something uh, just adding on to the zaslaw stuff that like spielberg and like all these big wigs were gonna go talk to zaslaw to try to save turner classic movies or whatever yeah so just another thing just showing zaslaw doesn't he's all about saving money he doesn't he give a, doesn't shit give about a fuck else. about anything yeah so um but yeah i don't think there's anything else the the biggest shock to me is the the reshoots for aquaman five months out yeah, the movie six months out, which that's crazy. Um, but man, that just adds fuel to the fire. That movie might be awful. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see. Who knows? Pretty crazy shit. Uh, but moving on to viewer questions, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we got that many in Discord or even on YouTube, but we're gonna hit them. We got one from the Ponderer. Uh, which DC character uh would you have picked to explore their backstory? For example, Gotham took place where Jim Gordon was a young detective. So, which DC character uh, would have a pick to show? Would you have a show like that? So, just a, I guess an origin story. I, I, I was I, I was gonna say, do you, see, you may want me to read this one because I even like was yeah, that's, trouble yeah, reading the 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 question within itself. That was confusing. But basically, like, which character would you like to see have an origin story? Okay. Um, he does give the example of uh, of uh, James Gordon. I think more mm. so because Ethan is a very big fan of Gotham. Yeah, uh, that's basically what uh, that was. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Does he specify? Uh, doesn't say. He, doesn't say. It doesn't has necessarily to be DC have or anything. To, yeah, it doesn't necessarily. Oh, it says have which to DC be. character. So yeah. Uh, well, I was I was thinking more so Gotham. Um, yeah. It just says DC character, so it could be Superman, it could be something like that. Yeah, I think I would like to see, um, especially on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see the origins of Killer Croc. Okay, would you have him be a human, or was he always deformed? I think it would be uh, smarter to do like the. Um, like the deformity yeah. as a kid. So he's always grown up with it. Like we've yeah. seen in, in some short stories uh, of killer croc. Um, I think it's a little bit more impactful because mm-hmm. the, the mutation from a human, I think that's overdone. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's nothing new, but if it's a deformity from birth, I think that is a little bit more compelling of a character. Yeah. Um, if I'm picking, uh, Instead of getting whatever the hell they're going to give us with Penguin, give me Scarface. I want to see how the ventriloquist becomes Scarface and go through and how he becomes a mobster. Even like, because, you know, so many people would talk shit to him. So I want to see him go crazy and kill people, you know, as Scarface, yeah. you know, because um, people would be like, oh, well, are you going to kill me with a little wooden gun? And then like fucking dead. And they're just like, oh, shit. And he's like, y'all work for me now, you know, or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I always go Scarface, um, Scarface, Clayface, Dollmaker. I'm always going to preach those three things. So just FYI in the future. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, we'll go on from that. Moving on to the uh, questions. I'm going to refresh one more time on this just to make sure we didn't get any more. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, nope. Doesn't look like we got anything new. Sort by new. All right. So, Moncore says, so if DC started selling fully functional, non-lethal bat gadgets, which would sell the best? I'm assuming we're talking about gadgets that he uses to fight, not necessarily like planes and stuff. Well, I, I think anything, not necessarily things that he would need to f- use to fight. Grappling hooks, mm-hmm. they're they're both travel and been used for fighting as well because yeah. he's done very clever things of like knocking things out of people's hands with the grappling guns and stuff like that. Um, oh, man. Um, I that feel is like grappling one... hooks is the best seller. I think it is a bestseller, but I think it's the biggest lawsuit waiting to happen. Um, (laughs) People try to grappling a building and and swing and boom, dead. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I I would probably say the the grappling hook would be your top seller. Mm -hmm. Um, A close second would be either the Batarangs Mm -hmm. or some sort of bat drone that he has had in the in the in the past yeah started selling full functionally non-lethal bat gadgets um which would sell best so i'm gonna call out one that i think i would 100 buy granted i don't if if they're affordable which i don't think they would it's in a story a lot of people don't read it is a story called batman death by design and it is um, where he's going after uh, – he's trying to find out, like, I, I don't know if somebody's destroying old buildings or something like that, but it ends up having to do with an architect. And, like, people are, like, fucking with uh, fucking up with architects or whatever. And there's this one moment uh, – or fucking with an architect – where he falls out of a building with somebody, and I think it's around his belt or something like that. He has a force field ball that he go- oh, gets turned yes. around, and he falls, and he's totally okay. And I'm all yeah. like, yeah, I'm doing that because I would never feel scared after that. Like if I could fucking, oh, oh, height, oh shit, I fell, bloop, oh, look at me rolling down this fucking thing now. Like I'd totally be fine. Like, um, so yeah. But I also think that would just be like everybody would use that for like just stupid reasons. A lot of people <laughs> would die. A lot of people would die because they would be scared and they'd be like, oh, I can't believe it. Dead. I'd be like, yeah. Should have should have pushed the button earlier. You're dumb. Um, but <laughs> I think I would uh, go with the stupid gadget like that. That or the uh, lightsaber belt. But I mean, that would be kind of lethal. I think at yeah. some point. But that that's a fire ass gadget. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So, but I do think grappling hooks would be. I feel the thing is to be honest. Like I feel like a lot of Batman's gadgets could be lethal. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But grappling hook, one hundred percent, because people would just be fucking around. So, dude, that would hurt so many people in schools. <laughs> Look what I got! <laughs> oh shit, I'm dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be crazy. Moving on to Eduardo de la Cruz. If you're good at something, never do it for who would win. Doctor Manhattan versus Doctor Who. Martian Manhunter versus Piccolo. Doomsday versus Cell. There's some good matchups here. Um, Dr. Manhattan versus Dr. Who. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Because uh, in every single time period, he's facing a different doctor. Yeah. Um, which 
even though they are the exact same person, he has different personalities with each uh, reincarnation, and he and, and each reincarnation brings something new to the table. Uh, so it would be a different fight every single time, mm-hmm. um, which I think would be really really fun. Um, ultimately, just due to the immense power of Doctor Manhattan, I don't think you can choose Doctor Who. Here's the thing, though, with <laughs> we. Have- canonically canonically you can cloud dr manhattan's future yes that is canonically happened doctor who has destroyed civilizations you know what i mean he's killed his own people and he has went back in time and changed something that has happened he's used his original self to help him change something in the future yeah so, like, this could be one of those situations where his old self could see his new self and start planning for it. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to beat the duck. Because, like, you haven't it, seen it, the new shit, right? I have not. But let's go back to the canonically being able to hinder Dr. Manhattan's future site. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The reason that is canonically, uh, it's in Doomsday Clock, and it's Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman. Oh, is... I was talking about Watchmen. Because remember, he doesn't know what's going to happen because they cloud his memories because he doesn't know he's going to be framed for the explosion thing. Or if you're going off of, if you're going off to, uh, like, it's the same concept, but like that's how Snyder made him out to be, right? Correct, but it's the same correct. thing in the in the comic book. In, in the comic mistaken. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just use the, the octopus with the the giant Cthulhu yeah. alien. Um, but yeah, so so it happened in the movie comic and even in uh, Doomsday Clock. Uh, so I, th- if you if you're, this would be a battle of the ages, honestly, mm-hmm. um, which would be amazing um, to actually. I I would love to see. Uh, who does the animated ones? The this this is it super not superpower beatdown is the live action ones. Um, yeah, I don't know who does uh, the animated ones. Is it Screw Attack? I think is is the. There's a few different ones because there's like parody ones too. So I would really love to see somebody animate this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for one, if like as soon as Doctor Manhattan like kills one doctor, he immediately is gonna start to regenerate and stuff. I think that yeah. would be kind of cool. Um, that is a flaw. That is a flaw in Doctor Manhattan. Um, but again, you just have the the Doctor Manhattan's power yeah. is very godly. Uh, whereas I think everybody thinks he's just going to explode Doctor Who right away, right? Yeah, I feel like that's what everybody always jumps to. But like the Doctor has never followed his own rules, so I think he would look into his timeline. Because you got, and if he doesn't look into his timeline, his companions would, because Clara and, has one hundred percent done that. Yeah, and and for one, I think uh, Manhattan. Another one of his flaws is not necessarily his ego, but his uh, his ignorance in mm-hmm. the fact that he knows everything, but yeah. actually he doesn't. Um, would really help the battle of the minds with mm-hmm. Doctor Who as well, which I think would be really fun. Yeah. Um, Cause the doctor, 
Because Manhattan sees everything, I think, future forward thinking. And he's like, none of this matters, blah, blah, blah. Doctor Who would come in there and be like, bitch, let me tell you a lesson. And told him how time actually works. You know what I mean? Because I think Manhattan, I don't know if Manhattan necessarily understands time that way. From what they've shown us. I think he yeah. like goes down and he's like, nothing matters because I've broken everything down to molecules. Y'all is kind of bullshit. Whereas Doctor Who would tell him how like, well, you're changing something here. By you doing this, you're changing everything that comes after this. Yada, yada, yada. So like, I think it would be very different. Um, yeah. Because Doctor Who, because he could probably show him things that Manhattan would never see, right? I don't think Manhattan, well, I think Doomsday Clock has probably changed this now. But like, if you're going off of just what was in Watchmen, I don't think Manhattan can see multiple universes or different timelines. He's just seeing his future, right? Yeah. So Doctor Who could show him a bunch of different things. And like, I don't know, I'd be very curious because you haven't seen the new stuff where they kind of like there's like this new explanation of shit that the doctor knows. Now. I, it's 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 moved up on my list. So yeah. I am going to be watching it soon. Yeah. So like I would watch that and then maybe the conversation's different um, because the doctor is kind of crazy now. Um, but yeah, so I would say I, I would say a toss up, but my nerdiness wants to go with Doctor Who because um, I do think everybody just thinks like, oh, they're just going to explode them. But I'm like, yeah. but he, it's time, bro. Like, it's very different. So I would, I would go Doctor Who. Martian Manhunter versus Piccolo. Piccolo. Which Piccolo are we getting? I was, I was going to say, so you, you have three different, four different Piccolos. Yeah. You have the original uh, Demon King. Yeah. Piccolo. Then you have Piccolo by himself. Mm-hmm. Then you have Piccolo fused with the nail. And then you have Piccolo fused with Kami. So which, like... There's, but there's we just, just had King Piccolo or whatever he is oh, now. Oh yeah, the yeah. the orange Piccolo. Yeah. Um. In in the uh, super movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um. I I would think Ultimate Form. Um. Yeah. Which would be this newer version of Piccolo. Um. Which they are, by the way, um, adapting the movie into the manga right now. Okay. And it's actually kind of fun. Um. I, I I I have to go Piccolo. Yeah. Um. I think that although Martian Manhunter has array of powers, mm-hmm. I think with the brute strength and just the insane things that Piccolo was able to do, mm-hmm. Piccolo would would take that cake. Now, Martian Man, well, also the special beam cannon is that fire like because that's instant. Well, damage. I think I think any key blast is is pure energy with mm, which does true. put off some sort of heat. Yeah. Also, can Martian Man? I know he can transform into things, but does he also have like the regeneration power? Um, does he do that? He has to, right? Because he can transform into shit. I don't know if he can regenerate. Let me actually look it up. I, I it would be really weird if you could transform into stuff, but you can't regenerate. I feel like that'd be <laughs> really weird. Because like, what if you transform into a gecko? They can lose their tails. So like, oh, that's true. You know, um. Yeah, because I think they 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 all have similar powers. They both fly. They both have powers like lasers or kind of things like that. They can both regenerate. I think. Um, but with with Piccolo training with somebody along the lines of like Goku, uh, I I think Piccolo probably takes that fight. Um, and he also so doesn't he really can, have a weakness. he can regenerate. It says here the Martian Manor has shown amazing regenerative capabilities so great that they had that he has been able to completely regenerate from nothing 
but his severed hand. So it, all that was left was a hand, and he mm-hmm. was able to regenerate. Ooh, regeneration powers are kind of OP. Um, but if you're burning him completely, that's a that's the thing I'm kind of thinking about. Because a key blast, like if we're talking about the way they are in Dragon Ball Z, where they engulf you when you're trying to hold them back, he's fucked. Yeah. Um, but has does Piccolo ever done something like that? So Piccolo has, of course, the special beam cannon. Yeah. Um, he has the Hell Zone grenade where he like throws a whole bunch of key blasts everywhere and yeah, then yeah. throws them into one um, area. Um, he he has the Maseko. Um, I, I think the Maseko is probably the largest thing that mm-hmm. he can probably um, make as far as wideness because the whole thing about the special beam cannon is that it's narrow and it's very yeah. like exact. Um, so yeah, I don't think he has anything as large as what people would know as the Kamehameha. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I would go Piccolo. Doomsday versus Cell. Uh, I think I go Cell there. This is a really fun one. Yeah. Um, uh, a stu- it, it, an unstoppable uh object meets a immovable object yeah um with cell um this this pairing is very fun um you have one that is you both are are, are pure strength in, in numbers as far as mm-hmm. like doomsday was they're both creations for one yeah which i think is very fun they both have a similar type of uh origin story but cell has the brains that's the thing yeah. it, whereas uh doomsday is nothing but brute strength and he mm-hmm. kind of just goes wherever whereas cell can get to the point where he's nothing but strength uh we've yeah. seen it before in the cell games but like i i just think cell has the brain to win that fight he is also canonically come back from just being a cell yeah stronger because he has the Saiyan blood in him. So he comes back even stronger the second time. Yeah. Um, which is insane. So I, I go sell there. You guys don't want to bring Dragon Ball Z into comic book stuff. Because is <laughs> look, Superman's the only one that beats people, okay? Only time. Everybody yeah. else, uh, Goku is going to wipe everybody out. Uh, moving on to Jason Todd. If Batman canonically had a kink slash fetish, what would it be? Honestly, it's BDSM. It's what like Catwoman's I, got a whip. Yeah, like, I, I he, think the exact same. Yeah, thing. he likes latex on this stuff. He's constantly in pain or getting beat up. Like it's one hundred percent BDSM. It wouldn't shock me if it came out that fucking you know Bill Finger or Bob Kane had a fetish of that kind of shit too. Like it would yeah. not surprise me. More so Bill Finger because he's the one that made Batman the way he is now. Whereas Bob Kane had him in like a leotard and shit. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's 100% BDSM, so that would be the kink. Um, Nathan says, what villain upgrade sounds the most interesting? Uh, one, ventriloquist now having a puppet master abilities like Sarzori from Naruto? Sazori? Sazori. From Sazori, right? I don't I haven't yeah, seen Naruto Sasso, in a while. Sa- Sasori? Sasori from yeah. Naruto? I don't remember which. Oh, is that is that the when he, Garo's, or Gar, what, it's not Garo, Goro? What is it? What's the sand guy's name? Uh, I forget the sand guy. Oh, but his uh, teammate, right? That's the puppet guy that has him in the yeah. thing. Um, okay. Gara. Uh, Gara, there you go. Uh, Scarecrow physically transforming into your fear. Okay. 
Uh, Solomon Grundy summoning any dead close by. Uh, via Arkham experiments, Zaz gains invisibility. Okay. Penguin being able to manipulate all birds. Well, I mean, uh, what is um, Hitchcock has showed me that birds can be very dangerous. Yes, um, they can. But I don't think that's that. I don't think that's going to be bad than any of some of these other ones. Uh, I don't think Zaz gaining invisibility. I don't think Zaz would like that. I think Zaz likes that people see that he's about to kill them. Yeah, I think I think he likes it very much up close and personal. Yeah. Um, as far as the last one, penguin having control of birds. Uh, yeah. If you watch the two thousand four, uh, the Batman cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, penguin isn't just obsessed with penguins; he's obsessed with all birds. Yeah, and he does train them to obey his commands. So we kind of already seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun adaptation of the character for sure. Um, but, um, as far as the most interesting one, uh, the, the scarecrow is a little odd, um, being able to transform into your, into your biggest fear. Um, what happens when he's facing multiple people? Yeah. What happens if like my fear is hot girls? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, you're a hot girl. Like, well, I know? mean, I mean, then you're the only one that's afraid of it. You know, yeah. that's what could I mean. You, like, do you think you could mentally like if we know Batman can mentally make a personality? Do you think you could mentally make up your own fear? Is that how we do it anyways? You know what I mean? Like, let's just say uh, right now I am not scared of something. Could I make myself yourself? Something? Yeah. And then Scarecrow turns into that. That'd be the biggest troll ever. I think so. Um, I think number hmm. one's the best. Ventriloquist. Being able to control I, things like puppets. But I also think the Solomon Grunt, because he said what would be the best upgrade in powers. Um, yeah. Solomon Grundy being able to have his own zombie army, I think is pretty badass also. True. My thing is, I do kind of hate that the quality of zombies are always good in shows and shit. You know what I mean? You want to know what you want to know. This is a side tangent, but I've been watching the walking dead a lot, right? You want to know the one, the why I call bullshit on all of these apocalyptic shows, not just the, not just the, the walking dead or anything like that. Every show that has to do with where it's, it's the end of the world, essentially nobody. And I fucking have never seen it. Nobody ever has arthritis. To where they're having a bad day where it's like, my leg's a bum. It's like, oh, man, acting up today. Or nobody ever has to take a shit really bad. No, Like, they eat food. Like, they're eating, like, rats and, like, snakes and all this stuff. And nobody's ever got explosive diarrhea. Like, I's like, come on, man. What it's the hell is between, going on? It's, it's in between the panels. But it's during want, the it's during the commercial break episode where that's why they're in trouble. They're like, oh man, I just ate something wrong. And then like there's zombies in the shit. They're like, oh, I gotta fucking take a shit. And there's zombies outside. Like uh, that's terrifying. Freaking that is uh, terrifying. That's zombie land because doesn't he go to the bathroom and then the fucking true, true. <laughs> that is the intro. But it's like one zombie, right? And uh, <laughs> he's technically like scared of like a fake zombie because he goes out to his car after he takes yeah. A shit. I'm talking about he want he's got but he didn't have to deal with he just needed to take a normal shit but he didn't have like bad diarrhea or anything like that that's what I want to see somebody's got an upset <laughs> stomach after eating something that they just ate um but yeah like crazy 
So, um, yeah, apocalyptic shows need to change shit. Moving on from that. But, yeah, I, I like the ventriloquist one. But what, yeah, I guess if you're getting good zombies that actually can hold up and actually do something. But if it's just like, oh, we just walk around. Because, like, here's the thing. If you have just dead zombies, like, let's say you get the Walking Dead zombies, right? Do they convert other people into zombies? You know, or are they just well, bodies to get in the way? Can they fight? You know, like See, I think that would be OP though. If they could if if he could turn if he could raise the dead and then they mm-hmm. could create more zombies. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that I would need more details on the abilities of these dead corpses. Because I think if they just raise from the ground and then like they're like all disheveled and I can push them over and they just break, you know what I mean? Then I'm yeah. just like, it's not so bad. Uh Alexis Barretta says, Would you rather see a Chris Claremont, Brian K. Vaughn? or Jeff Lemire seven-volume Batman run. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Claremont is the X-Men guy, right? Did a lot yes. of great X-Men stories. Brian K. Vaughn, what is he known for? I don't know who Brian, Brian K. Vaughn is. Brian K. Vaughn is known for Saga over uh, okay. at Image. I've only ever read the first volume. Uh, Jeff Lemire, obviously, Jeff Lemire has done a lot of DC stuff. Uh, I'd have to go Chris Claremont for the X-Men stuff he's done. He's pretty solid. So I... W- see i would because i've read jeff lemire batman and it's okay i i I love jeff lemire as a writer as a uh in general um i'm gonna be the odd man out and say uh brian k vaughn okay Um, i haven't read this stuff so brian k vaughn has done some wacky stuff also um he's also written uh the now unfortunately canceled uh uh show it was a comic book uh paper girls uh, is mm. also another comic that he's done over at Image. Um, I I have loved what I've read from Saga. I've only read the first two volumes. Um, I own, I think, the first Omnibus digitally, and I need to finish reading that. But, excuse me, I think that he understands the uh, the value of what we want out of Batman, which is uh, dealing a lot with the Bat family. Yeah. And Brian K. Vaughn uh, does relationships very well. Um, and and I think he just gets that. Um, so I would love to see what he can do with Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that Paper Girl show. It automatically reminded me of like, there's been some good comic book shows that didn't get to get like the time of day that were like on sci-fi and stuff. There was one where it was like this crazy dude and it was, Bat shit crazy stuff that happened in it. I'm forgetting the name of it. It got two seasons. But it was such a fucking great show. And then there was also... Uh, uh, is it Assassin Classroom or Deadly Class or something like that? Yeah. Deadly Class was fucking fire. And it only got one season, which pissed me off. I forget what the other show was called. Is it like Punch or Punish or something like that? I don't know. It was fucking awesome, though. And I was like, damn, that show was fucking dope. Um, also, I know that like Legion was pretty good, apparently. No, what was the what was the one with the with the mythical unicorn dude that you that you watched? Um, that's I think that's might have been. Was the main character like a cop or an ex cop or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm trying to figure out what the name is, but it was like something weird. Um, it was like I can't because I want to think it was on. Was it on FX or it was on Sci-Fi? It was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, Sci-Fi. Um, dude, Sci-Fi got so many good shows and fucked them all up. It was the dude from uh, uh, 
Yeah, I'm Law and Order. Happy. It was happy. called Happy. That show's fucking great. Um, and unfortunately, but, it didn't. Uh, it only got two seasons. Uh, the that comic was written by uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, Happy is fucking amazing. For anybody that hasn't seen it, it's uh, what's his face that's really popular as a comedian. Um, is the voice of the is Happy the donkey? It's like a fairy unicorn thing. But yeah, that show was really good. Um, I wish that would have went to Amazon. That was that show had people seen that. That was the boys before the boys. Yeah, way before the boys, and people are like oh, the boys is so different. I'm like, bro, that Kick Ass was before the boys. Like, you know. <laughs> Um, people think I don't know. I, I like the praise for the boys, it's a great show, but it's not the first show to do what it's done. Uh, and then I think the last thing we got is um, Clay says, What movie adaptation would get people talking the most? Uh, Death of the Family, Three Jokers, Deceased, Dark Knight's Metal, Batman Damned. Three Jokers, hands down, because people talk about it now, and I'm like, Shut up. Like, I mean, you, you don't you don't think uh, uh, Batwing Gate would uh, come back? It, well, Batman are we going to get that version? Or are we going to get the censored version now? That's uh, the yeah. thing, you know. You can play with shadows and everything else. Yeah, so I don't think we get Batwing. Um, so that would be the thing. The way DC treats that, I think they would one hundred percent do it. Do a three Jokers. Um, yeah, I, I think they could do three Jokers. Yeah. Um, but he said. Uh, would get the people talking the most. Um, so I think people already talk about it. That's why. I th- but I also think that seeing a live action death of the family, not death in the family, mm-hmm. those are two different things. Death yeah. in the family was the death of Jason Todd. Death of the family was Scott Snyder's run. Yeah. Um, seeing the entire Bat family being tortured by Joker, I think would get a lot of people talking. Yeah. I think uh, Deceased and Dark Knight's Metal are very, like, it's like um, kind of like multiverse type movies. So I just think yeah. people are kind of tired of those. Um, they might be cool to watch. They might have cool stuff. But we're kind of seeing that people are kind of tired of the, like, crazy, ridiculous action. And I think they want really good stories. Yeah. Um, I think right now, with everybody being so, like, oh, we're tired of all this, is the perfect time for a Green Arrow movie. Like yeah. a like not hardcore like everything practical Green Arrow movie, um. So it'd be kind of crazy. But uh, moving on uh, from that, ladies and gentlemen. I well, yeah, I th- I still go through Joker's, but that is all the questions we got, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to move on to comic books, which there's three books, right? Is that or did, uh, wait, did I miss one? I think you missed one. Uh-oh. Um, because I read four. Okay. Uh, I read Nightwing. I read Wonder Woman. Oh, the ending of Wonder Woman and okay. World's Finest. Remember There's this? also, uh, Titans is another one. Oh, were we reading Titans? I thought we didn't read Titans before. I'm pretty sure we read issue number one. Did we not? Was that the one that ended with what's her face taking or saying that she'll come back to hell? uh shit was it i don't remember uh, i'm scrolling through it right now i don't remember any of this okay let me yeah i don't think i i don't think we covered it man i because the only thing i remember is the stuff that happened in nightwing 
I don't remember reading Titans. It might have been one of those weeks where we didn't cover anything or we just missed it. I think that we we both didn't read it. I think that was the okay. Thing. Yeah. 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 So I didn't read that. Um, so we didn't cover one. So I can't really talk about that. Um, but yeah, I think we got the three here. Also, Catwoman is a thing. I don't you don't need to read Catwoman, but um, and I'm talking about it as a clay, but for everybody else. I think they kind of hinted at what they're going to try to do in the war. So on the very last page, you have Dario and Catwoman on a rooftop. And Catwoman essentially seems like she wants to kill the rich, but not literally. But she wants to take the money from billionaires and stuff like that and give it to other people, it seems like. So like a Robin Hood story. And... She's like, oh, like that's going to cause a lot of enemies. Like, oh, there's going to be... She was going to take it from everybody in Gotham, right? Yeah. Is what it seems like. And then they hint, they're like, she's like, I gotta, I'm going to leave you guys for a couple of nights because I got to go talk to somebody who has a big stake in Gotham. And it has a flashing light in the sky and it's the bad signal. So it's weird because they kind of already... I don't, I don't think in Catwoman at all... Have they shown Selena trying to have a secret identity? Whereas Zadarsky has. Yeah. So another fuck up in writing. They're not talking to each other, it seems like. And so Selena is going to go talk to Bruce now, essentially. And if this is going to be the reason they fight is because um, she wants to take the money from the rich and give it to a bunch of other people. But Bruce apparently has a stake in everything. Bruce has never got his money back. Yeah. Uh, this is, they this haven't is acknowledged problem. that yeah yeah again and it doesn't make sense when you're trying to play things off of each other but we had that conversation about what Seely said where everybody just kind of does their own thing they just kind of jump up you can't reference stuff but then fucking write it like write it in a proper way you've never told me that bruce has his money back so like i don't know makes no sense i guess Zdarsky has had him back at the manor and stuff did he he lost that a no long time ago, no right? he the the few times that uh that we've seen Bruce wake up from uh-huh. like in any type of bed situation. It looks like it's an, Oh, apartment. he hasn't been because yeah, at the start of it, he wasn't in the cave and that's when what's the thing fell. Yeah. So yeah, he still doesn't have money. So yeah, they're still referencing that, which would kind of contradict what Seeley has said, which is kind of weird. But then again, Batman never has stopped, right? Like that's the one thing that has con- like stayed through continuity all the reboots yeah. is Batman um, and Green Lanterns for a while, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so again, really confusing if you're reading Catwoman and Batman, uh, which is crazy. I don't know if you saw in the Discord what Raphael posted, but uh, the Batcat account on Twitter has officially called it quits. They are oh, really? Done. Yeah, officially done. Um saying uh i don't want to read it on there because i think it is a private account so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read it out on the podcast but essentially saying that they've kind of lost interest they just there's you know the comics aren't good enough they don't care they don't have any there's not a spark for their favorite characters anymore because it's been so bad so just saying dc out here killing people that actually are killing the vibes for people that actually love some of these characters with a big fan account that had a big following yeah, huge. Like it was crazy because it was like Batcat post and then the person's name. And like they they posted great art. They like kept up with stuff. Like it was really cool. But the 
how DC has been trying to do this fan this like I really want to see the numbers, man. I really want to see like why DC thinks that can happen and be like, nope, we have the numbers that show that people don't like Catwoman and Batman together. Like, I just don't understand it. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Raphael that that showed that Catwoman currently is selling uh, not in the top 50, Mm -hmm. not in the top 100. Nope. The top 120 comics. And this is overall with Marvel, DC and Indy. Mm-hmm. Out of all of that stuff, Catwoman is at 116, yeah. whereas Batman is nearing the the top. But again, we've always it's said it's Batman. Yeah. I want to say when there was crossover between Batman and Catwoman, I want to say Catwoman was in the top 50. Like she yeah. was probably like in the 40s. But yeah. I want to say she was in the top 50 when there was a bad cat relationship. And then now that there's not, it's just like, why do I care? Like, why would I even buy it? Um, so I don't, I want to know that reasoning. One day I have to, I'll be at Comic-Con. If I come across Jim Lee or somebody like that randomly, I'll fucking ask him 100%. Or somebody that's worked on it. Um, Teeny Howard, your shit sucks. Uh, I wonder if Zadarsky, oh, I wonder if Zadarsky would be at Comic-Con. That would be interesting. <laughs> Because I'm not, I wouldn't be a dick, but I would definitely ask a question. I'd be like, look, yeah. man, I just want to know, why does DC hate Batcat so much? And I think that's a fair question to ask any writer. Yeah. Um, you know what? If I see Gail Simone, I'll definitely ask her. Because she doesn't have, she has no problem telling the truth about shit. Yeah. Which I like. Uh, anyway, so that that was Catwoman, in case you wanted to read it. Let's move on to Nightwing first. Uh, I think we'll talk about, um, I don't know, you think we'll have more to talk about with the Wonder Woman thing or World's Finest? I think more so World's Finest because okay. uh, Wonder Woman was good. I really enjoyed it, but yeah. it was kind of a nothing burger because I think more so we'll have more to talk about uh, if they develop any of this like future story that they're telling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about uh, Nightwing, which was a gimmick issue. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're reading it from the perspective of Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, I- the the pitch was you are Nightwing. Yeah. Um, the days before this was released um, and it's all in first person yeah. um, you you of course get to see Dick Grayson every once in a while due to reflection of the mirror or yeah. some glass doors and stuff like that um, so it was a fun issue mm-hmm. um, it did kind of get annoying after a while I was just like I would really love to see what he is doing as far as like acrobatics wise yeah. and like fighting wise to see like a really nice panel and whatnot um but it was a fun issue yeah it was a fun issue it's funny that you say perspective my perspective i'd be looking at batgirl way more than they were showing in this thing um but like <laughs> i just do think that it's funny because there is perspective you see the behind of batgirl like the whole time the whole time but, yeah and, but i just be like oh, oh there's villains here oh shit um but yeah no anyways i think it was a fun one-shot issue i yeah. i will 100 say that the problem is I don't care about the story anymore. Well, that's the thing. They're finally connecting. Yeah. They're they're using this issue to connect to stories that Taylor was telling. Yes. And I think this is the way that Taylor is saying, hey, I'm getting to this again. Yeah. I'm coming back to the story. Because, of course, uh, Heartless is in here. Not being Heartless. He's actually being yeah. his actual self. Um, I like the joke at the end because, like, this guy keeps calling Nightwing Dr. or, or Mr. Wing. Mm-hmm. And Dick Grayson is saying, like, it's just one word. 
It's yeah. not Mr. Wing. It would be Mr. Nightwing. It's kind of like calling you Mr. Hole, as in asshole. Um, yeah. I thought that was really clever and kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I first of all, too, you would think he he gets water from this guy as a as a superhero. You probably shouldn't drink stuff people give you. I was very much questioning that as soon yeah. as you see the glass, like in the first perspective, I was yeah. like, "This is poison." Yeah, like that's the first thing I thought. Yeah, I've read Human Target. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> what that is. You know what I mean? Um, I do like the idea of finally seeing Heartless out of the costume. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I'd like to see who he is. I don't really like that villains like Heartless and stuff like that always have to be somebody that have status. That has money, that has yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. 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 I just it want, was like, established grimy... that he was a little bit of like a bratty rich kid, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't and, remember Because it did reference uh, when we first saw him in Nightwing 78 when mm-hmm. he was a bully that was bullying Barbara and younger Dick Grayson, you know, headbutted him from from mm. the bottom up yeah. um that was when we first saw their first interaction um and even nightwing does say oh this is so-and-so from back in the day yeah um, so he does recognize him yeah. um but i i i kind of like of course it's very very hot right now um you know uh eat the rich um mm-hmm. you know hate the rich and everything else uh i've made or I laughed at way too many TikToks uh, in the past few days uh, dealing with this whole submarine issue. So I'm definitely going to hell. Um, yeah. But it's it's just a it's a cliche that I, I wouldn't say that I'm already tired of, mm-hmm. but I would like to see something different for sure. Yeah, yeah. I do consider myself a very progressive person and I'm somebody that loves inclusivity, but there is a time and place for it, I think. Um, I think Pedro Pascal recently came out and said he was like, yeah, he was like, you just need to give people of color great stories and people will start shutting up. You know what I mean? Like, um, but he said it shouldn't matter the IP like it shouldn't matter. Um, So I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, fun issue, but I... Again, this this book started off with like, hey, it's your sister. And I'm like, oh, so she just calls him no problem. Like, I still don't know who this bitch is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really annoying that he's just accepted her like no problem. And maybe that's just to showcase like how different Nightwing is to Batman, you know? Because like we yeah. had Deathstroke versus like Batman a long time ago, right? And Batman had confirmed that Damien was his kid a long time ago. So kind of being like, oh, bitch, I took like a madrillion paternity test to make sure you were my kid. You know, like I know that for a fact. And um, so like Batman is very hesitant of everybody. And and maybe Nightwing, that's the difference, right? Like he's like, oh, I'm accepting of everybody. But well, and and that was something that I read in Titans Mm -hmm. issue number two uh, this week was uh the rest of the team of the titans are like oh you're just like batman you have contingency plans for all of us he's like yes but the only difference is i'm actually going to share those with you Mm -hmm. and like he actually like says like hey i'm not going to keep this a secret i'm going to let you guys know yeah like because we're all a danger to each other if somebody brainwashes us or something Mm -hmm. like he is very open about it so yeah i i it 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 this week has definitely shown like how different Nightwing is as a hero compared to that of who has trained him being Batman. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. 
Nightwing Batman, when he is acting like Batman, is still the best, though. Like, that one future state when he was fucking up everybody because he was like, yeah. Batman's dead. Like, that that Nightwing is awesome. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I hope this is on the road to finishing the Heartless story because I do want to see what's in that fucking cave that's about villain Banks or whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that what is that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that we're going to get Jack Sparrow. Like, I'm curious on what's happening there. Um, but I'm hoping that now that the Titans book is out, we're finally going to get answers to all of these. But I yeah. hope it doesn't take like 12 months. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we already know everything. I feel like this Heartless story should be wrapped up in the next three issues, personally. I don't know how you feel about that. I think it will take another arc. So anywhere from four to six. Okay. Uh, I think that's what we should Including expect. Including this? Um, no, I think this is this is the jumping on point. For anybody uh, who wants to come back to the title, this mm. would be the perfect issue to do so. So mm. it's, it's this issue kind of is like, hey, this is a refresher of where we were. And now the story is going to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, Nightwing has always been readable. It's just the story's been a little convoluted, in my opinion. Maybe convoluted's yeah. the wrong word. It's just, it feels like he's opening a bunch of doors and not closing any of them, is yeah. what I would say. And so maybe they're finally going to start closing some shit because the AC bill's getting really bad. Okay, moving on to uh, Wonder Woman 800. Now, we're only going to talk about the end story, but there's actually a Batman and Superman story in Wonder Woman 800, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I didn't read all of them. I just jumped to the final story, which is the Tom King tie-in to his uh, Wonder Woman run that's going to be happening. And yeah. this actually has Batman and Superman. It is basically the Trinity's kids is what this is. So yes. uh, the new Trinity, I don't know what they would be called in the future. I don't know if we're going to know that. Because like, do you call them the Trinity when one of them is called Trinity? I, I think so still, but before we get to the story, because you kind of glanced over the first story, I really mm -hmm. need your opinion on the Batman part, because, mm -hmm. again, talking about, you know, the love interest of Bruce Wayne, yeah, this heavily implies something, because Wonder Woman is going through, like, these different uh, dream states of everybody, uh, one being bruce wayne batman um mm -hmm. showing uh it's wonder woman is seeing like the death of his parents and everything else he's finally you know it shows that he's grown up to be batman and you know she's trying to be very uh, uh what's the sentimental and and kind of like coddling in a sense of like hey you know i'm always going to be here for you and everything else yeah but batman says to diana I just mean you're so much better than me. I'm in pain all the time. And I look to you because you're my rock. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like, are we, are we getting? The, I think it's uh, always been an undertone for them. I think people would want, and if you're not going to give me fucking Catwoman, you might as well. Like, goddamn, <laughs> she's over here. Fucking two big criminals. You might as well let him fucking Diana um no wait so they did confirm that or the artist did confirm that trinity's hair is brown it, yeah. it looks different because of the sunlight and stuff like any other character would so just for anybody that was confused with that so if it's not blonde it's got a chance to be bruce wayne you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but 
Like, uh, yeah. I mean, so but I, this the second story does. Damien doesn't really talk as if it's his sister, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, she kind of hints that they're kind of like brothers to her, though. Yeah. So, like, it would be, uh, it would be interesting. I don't think that's the case, but yeah. And he he even says at the end of that story, he's like, "Damn, Diana's always there, like even in my dreams, like for him." Yeah. Um, this could be one of those just like you know friendships you know what i mean um because like who knows like here's the thing too is again when it comes into time and stuff through tom king's story they've spent hundreds of years together or whatever the case is right like fighting that monster um in a slowed down time timeline or it's like 40 years or i forgot how long it was but like something insane uh together and um so yeah i think they just have a kind of relationship he might she might be the light that he never like he wishes he could see you know like what what do they say that it comes what are their different things like superman is hope batman is justice and diana is truth right yeah like so i mean maybe that's kind of why he always goes to her i mean it could simple like that if they want to hint at at you know wonder bat stuff i'm totally down because that is the one thing dc i feel like hasn't done that people would be on board for you know what I mean? They did the Superman Wonder Woman stuff. People are like, let's bring back Lois. They prefer that. I feel like, I don't know, you're the Superman person. Um, but like, you know, they retcon that shit, you know? It it was a it was a fun story with the New 52 because it was a brand new universe. Yeah. And it like it at the very beginning of their relationship, they're like, Oh, we're basically two gods. We're mm-hmm. the two most different people on this planet. Why can't we be together type of thing? Yeah. Which was a compelling story at the time. But then there was a whole bunch of people like, that's not hashtag not my Superman. Mm -hmm. Um, People just don't give things a chance sometimes. And I think it's stupid. Um, But here, I think that because I was even looking at her because Trinity does give her real name, her full name, her first, Mm -hmm. middle and last name in this book. And I was like, Marston, why does that sound so familiar? I looked it up. Um, that's the last name of the creator of Wonder Woman. Ah. Um, so I was like, is Marston the name of like her father? And and because Prince is Diana, Diana Prince. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, that's not giving me any hints to who the father is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I you could easily, I guess, uh, if they haven't already confirmed it. Uh, if anybody knows, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um but you could definitely play on the fact that it, it might be Bruce's. Yeah, for sure. Also, from my, I mean, if you're going off of, I don't know if this is canonically true, but like Diana Prince, the way they do it in the movie is just made up because she's a princess, right? As like, yeah. you know, she's a princess of the Hemskira. So, you know, Trevor is just all like, she's Diana Prince. And, you know, instead of saying princess, whatever. So like, that's a play on words. So Marston could just be a made up name. And then it's revealed later on that like, oh, yeah, you know, it is so and so because I think a lot of people are automatically going to want this to be Trevor's, you know, like and so we'll see where it goes. But because that would be like, oh, yeah, this is the way to keep it alive or keep his memory alive because he's human. So uh, he's going to die eventually Um, or technically has already died, depending on what timeline they're going with that where he lived. So anyways, uh, so, yeah, hold on, hold on. Somebody is making a theory that Maxwell Lord is the father. Oh, what? Why? What the fuck? I have to read this later. I'm saving it. It's on Reddit. Um, oh. So I, 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 that is wild. Isn't <laughs> that like, 
she that's, killed him though right yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> fucking crazy uh that's some fanfic shit there that's like oh yeah like the abuse kind of shit um anyways moving on from that though so we do open this up they're meeting on a beach which they're actually meeting on paradise island which i think is really cool is superman and batman but this is damian wayne and jonathan kent right so uh they're older now i will say in this style of drawing i kind of like damien's suit i've never been a big fan of the batman 666 costume and i I know everybody really loves it i i don't know i prefer a cape over a trench coat any day so um because right now this is midnighter this is just midnighter (laughs) just with pointy ears you know so like it is what it is um i like that go for it well i was gonna say i really do like this older version of john because he fills the suit a little bit more than he does now and it it looks a lot better yeah uh and then we get the introduction of trinity because they're waiting for her they're like it's rude she's late or whatever and um and then she's like fucking on a rock with splashy water the the little mermaid type of intro yeah essentially (laughs) and it says trinity you know dc comics presents trinity and they're kind of just like having banter like it throughout this whole thing he's like you're late you know very being batman and he's like uh how did i not see you you know that's what you know uh john is saying and they're just kind of going back and forth they're like why we're why are we here and she's like oh well you know we were told never to come here or all this kind of jazz right because essentially she wants to know something and there's a way obviously paradise island has all this god time of tech and like all this wonderful shit so you have to go through trials to get to this person that will give her information that she wants. Yeah. And uh, I thought this was kind of clever, a very interesting thing to do because it involves a way for the Trinity to help her. Uh, I believe they say in this book, like their parents have told them never to come here, or at least Diana has said to never yeah. come here. And so she's like, I know you guys would help me. And um, so they go to this first trial and it's all like, I need somebody for pain and somebody for fighting, and then I'll be the one for truth or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, I think they make a joke where it's like, oh, should Damien go first? He's like pain or whatever, right? And they're like, no, it should be Superman. And so Superman goes, and he's like, I think he has to touch the hand of a statue, right? Yeah, it's it's pain, skill, and then uh, okay. truth. Um, and uh, John touches the statue, and, and they tell him, you have to hold on. Like mm-hmm. you can't just like do it once or whatever. You have to keep holding on. Um, and he's like, Oh yeah. it's And like, as he's talking, it's like, you know, really, really painful. He's like, hurry up, just go in, go in. Um, one thing I, I want to uh, come across uh, in the banter portion before we move on into the actual cavern. Mm-hmm. Um, did Trinity's uh, dialogue sound a little off to you? Um I feel like it wasn't like it definitely still sounded like she was a kid. So I don't mm-hmm. know how old she is um, compared to Damien and John. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt like she was more so like maybe early 20s. Very like, yeah, kind of like it would be as if and this totally is what it is, but it's as if. Tom King was trying to write the dialogue of a Gen Zer, you know? Uh, yeah. And it very much felt like that to me anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, she does sound like she's younger, and I think you need to differentiate that because you got to remember, Tom King's going to tell the story of Diana in Wonder Woman. He's not going to tell the story of Trinity, but he has come out and said that we might get like like uh, breadcrumbs of Trin- Trinity throughout the story, and we might even get a Trinity story here or there. But for the yeah. most part, you're going to be watching a Wonder Woman or reading a Wonder Woman story. And I think this, when we get to the end of it, I think is a great way to start it out especially if this is breadcrumbs. But um, I think like, because the boys are already born. So they're going to be significantly older, at least 13 years. Because if we're saying that they're both 13, technically, John is technically, well, yes, but I'm talking in human years, you know, he's technically still only 13 or 12, right? He turns 13 because he couldn't get into the Teen Titans, right? Because he wasn't a teen. And yeah. so Damien is a year older than John, but John fucking jumped seven years or whatever the hell that was. And, but on earth, they're both 13. So they would at least be 13 years older than her. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you're saying that this is like 20 years in the future, that means what they're 30, they're in their, they're 33 and she's yeah. 20. So yeah. and I, that seems, seems fair. Um, but yeah, I think he was writing her like different. I will. I want to say that I read a story recently. Oh wait, is it? I don't know if it's Tom King. Have you read um, book two of Brave and the Bold? No, not yet. Okay, not yet. I don't know if it's Brave and the Bold because I want to see it's Tom King that wrote it. Somebody wrote like a, an annoying young person recently, and I was like, oh, I fucking hate this. It wasn't Trinity though. And I'm just worried if it was in Brave and the Bold or not. Cause I don't know if it was King. And I was like, I don't like the way King wrote that person. Um, so I don't know. But if, I'm sure I'll come across it again in the future because I think it is something we're gonna cover. But um, but yeah, I didn't have a big problem with that. I figured it's a new character, we're gonna find her voice, you know, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So yeah, so John has to go through this pain uh trial, and then this like Spartan woman comes out and is like, All right, who am I gonna kill or whatever? And she's like, that's you, Damien, because I know you'd have fun with this. And he's like, all right. And so he goes and he starts fighting this uh, this Spartan woman. And he gets nicked a little bit in the face or he gets punched or something like that. And he's like, he smiles. And he's like, ah, it's going to be fun. And so he's just going to be fighting this woman until the end of time, it seems like, because that's how you know mythological shit is. And then she goes and she sees her, quote unquote, mother. And it's Diana. And she's like, I told you never to come here. Like, why are you coming here? All this kind of jazz. And she's like, I'm disappointed in you, essentially. And she was like, see, that's how I know you're not my mom. Because my mom would never be disappointed in me. And um, and then that's kind of how she breaks off. Um, and she uses the first of three different lassos that she has. Yeah. So if she has a lasso of truth, do you think Diana is dead or Diana has done something now to where she no longer needs to be Wonder Woman. I think that she See, I I can't remember which one cuz I believe Donna has a form see cuz I think Donna and Cassie mm-hmm. both have different forms of a lasso. Oh. But I but I don't remember what colors they are. Because if if they were actually black, because I think black is the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think black is the new one. So it can't be either Cassie's or Donna's. Um, so 
I don't know how many lassos there are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would assume at least one of them is either Cassie's or Donna's. Well, um, is the black one new? Because isn't Diana Batman uses a black lasso on Diana in Scott Snyder's run? So does he? I keep talking. I'll get the book because I have it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I just think that if she has all three lassos currently, I'm going to go ahead and assume with how old the other kids are, now adults, mm-hmm. I think there is a big chance that everybody is semi-retired. Oh, it's a white lasso. So... Which is what she has. Yeah. Well, yeah, she has one of them. Yes, yes, she has uh, the gold, the golden lasso. But you were she saying the, the black's lasso. the new one, right? Yeah, and I think black is the new one. Yeah, but I think yeah. Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, Bruce, Clark, and Diana are mm-hmm. somewhat retired, meaning that they st- still do heroism, they mm-hmm. do her- heroic acts, but only when they're absolutely needed, because. Yeah. I don't even think Bruce Wayne would allow two Batmans out there. Right. Yeah. In Gotham. I mean, DC's allowing it. Yeah. In Gotham. I would agree. In Gotham. In Gotham. So if Damien has that suit, I think bat, I think Bruce Wayne has given him the mantle of Batman. Yeah. Um, And does, here's the thing though, because Tom King's writing this is Damien Batman of Gotham. Because what about Helena? Mm. because if what if he's batman of the world you know what i mean like Like he does everything yeah essentially he's justice league batman she's gotham batman i would be okay with it yeah because i I just want to know where the fuck damien is in tom king's future he's writing him here so he's like okay i'm cool with batman 666 but and we we read that one story where Batman six 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 is inevitable apparently, which totally yeah. shits on that story where he actually becomes the demon. So which shits on is that story. which is a alternate Earth, I will say. Yes, Batman Beyond is an alternate Earth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that story we read was every Damien everywhere always becomes Batman six six six. Unless you're saying the demon eventually becomes Batman six six six. I guess you could assume that and it makes them both true. Probably. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I've always wanted to see where King was going to take, like where's Damien, you know, cause he yeah. says Nightwing becomes a detective. Um, I don't know if they showed, did they show Barbara in that run at all? No, they only yeah, showed so, Dick Grayson. Cause I've always said the, the, the real progression should be Barbara becoming commissioner. I've always liked that, which is in Batman beyond. Um, Dick Grayson, I don't know what I would prefer him to be. I don't really like him becoming a detective at the end of it all. Um, I feel like if anybody does get a happy ending, it's Dick Grayson. Um, you know, because he's he started off the shittiest out of all of them. Well, he's exa- yeah. he's a mirror copy of Bruce, but if Bruce gets a bad ending, quote unquote, Grayson should get a happy ending. Um, unless you do the vice versa, where you would think Grayson should get a happy ending, and he gets the worst ending, which would be death. Which would that be would kind of fucked up, yeah. But I guess it also goes, also depends on how he dies, right? I think heroic deaths can be a thing, um, but you know it is what it is. Anyways, um, so yeah, some interesting stuff going on there. 
but um trinity uses the black lasso on this fake diana to defeat her so i don't think they really go into the powers of what this is like if i remember correctly um they don't really show what it does i don't know if it's for pain or no, she just kind of uses it on her she says uh it's not the gold that should concern you spirit it's the black mm-hmm. um and then you just see uh her like wrap it around her yeah and she like i don't know if it kills her instantaneously but she's just like on the ground like yeah i'm not sure what it does yeah i'm pretty sure they'll explain that in the future um i do like that she has three different ones which i think is kind of cool um and then she goes and she meets this guy who we only ever see like his nose and his mouth and he's talking to her and he's all like ah so you're here you know like he kind of expected her and um she's basically this this whole conversation gets down to she wants to know who her father is right and um that's kind of how it goes and he's all like ah well then let me tell you the story of how your mother defeated me and so i'm curious on is this the i wonder if this is a theory you think people are kind of thinking that this old guy that we never see is maxwell lord well he she does say uh seems like you do know me your majesty Mm. Mm. yeah lord i guess you could i guess somebody could build that would be so weird i don't know if i like king because then you have Diana hooking up with a villain. That happens somewhere well, in another story that I think people really fucking hate. But but hear me out. Mm-hmm. As fucked up as this would be, and I don't think people would like it. Um, Watchmen. He has the power of manipulation. Mm. Do we want a manipulator into sex? That's really fucked up. Well... I was very quickly looking through the comments on Reddit on that yeah. post. Maxwell Lord steals the magic clay, forms a child, and manipulates Trinity into believing that mm. she is a child of Wonder Woman. And so you think she's not the child of Wonder Woman? I'm not saying bit. this. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm connecting dots that people have put out there on this Reddit yeah. post interesting well you know that's why a reason to read tom king's wonder woman um so yeah so i thought this was a good way to lead into if you're curious about who trinity is going to be or who her family is that's a good way to read wonder woman and you're just like okay i want to know the story of how she was born now and so and then from my understanding i already like the perspective of what king said it's like the government is going after wonder woman and so, yeah. like, I don't know why they... I, I'm curious on why they would go after her. She seems to be, like, the fucking walking flag of America. Yeah, she's, she's, so. she's an American icon, basically. Yeah. A worldwide icon. Yeah. But, of course, America is always going to be like, oh, they, they're they ours first. That's how yeah. America always looks at these heroes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. But very, very interested in. Just got a notification that the Spurs selected Vicar Wimbignana as number one overall pick. So we're good again. Um, <laughs> but anyways, moving on from that, I'm excited to read Batman. I don't even know when, not Batman, Wonder Woman 101. Is this a monthly book, Wonder Woman? I have not heard yet. Um, I will actually get back to you guys next 
uh, episode, uh, I'll look at the solicits and see if this is something that is coming out monthly. Definitely not bi-weekly because we do have the books two weeks out and it's not there. So a lot of Dark Knight's terror. A lot of Dark Knight's Yeah, terror. that's going to be the summer event. So yeah. Um, um, so I do think that it's quite possibly going to be a monthly. And yeah. King is probably using this time that like all the night terror stuff is happening to get as much issues as he can out for Wonder Woman. Yeah. So uh, very interesting. But moving on to the well, anything important happened in Titans? Anything interesting? We'll just cover that real quick. And um, Wally West has died um, again. But here's the kicker: it's a future version of Wally West. The current Wally West actually does show up in this issue, and uh, Nightwing is very hesitant to let him help them on this crisis that ends up happening um, with like a forest fire. He's like. If you look at that body, forensics say that you had uh, wood chips and smoke attached to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, like a forest fire, boom, you would think, okay, you know, something is going on there. Um, And that's basically it as far as like the biggest intriguing thing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the issue, they analyzed like the material, like the, the ground and the fire and the ash and whatnot. And Cyborg does come to a conclusion that what caused the fires was uh tamaranian energy so mm-hmm. like okay well if starfire was with us the entire time it could only mean and then you know the book ends and so the, sister, I'm, or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come to blackfire yeah yeah um it would be funny if he just died like at a barbecue like a pit blew up or something like oh i wasn't fast <laughs> enough um but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I only know of Blackfire from Titans, which, dude, I heard that they went four for four on terrible finales. Eesh. Like, that's like, that's crazy to have four bad finales. Talk about the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Um, kind of crazy shit. But let's move on to, I think, a story that just doesn't miss, man. Uh, World's Finest is a great fucking book. Yeah. Like, so good uh our theory uh we were thinking that supergirl might save um robin at the end of the episode because we knew he was about to crash into a wall because i think that would have been like a good way to kind of build their relationship a more if they were gonna have a little dating thing but the flash saves him which i don't know why we didn't think about that (laughs) like uh (laughs) the flash being obviously way faster well i don't know about way faster than superman but i mean i've never seen superman go back in time well except for that one movie where he turns the world back but yeah uh other than that the Flash saves him, which I think this is really cool. Obviously, Dan Mora killing it on art, as always. Um, and then kind of just the whole story here is uh, technology has been taken over, right? So, like, seen it a million times in comics. Technology taken over. They can't use anything. So, that means basically all the bat gadgets and everything are useless right now. And um, what did they... New Amazo? New Mazo? Is that his name, yeah. right? New yeah, Mazo. New Mazo. New Mazo and what is the metamorpho? The new his new name. I forgot his new name. I can't remember. Yeah, what, uh, what he called himself. Yeah. So we have New Mazo. Like basically, it's just kind of like letting us know kind of how everything came about because what U- Ultra Morpho. Ultra Morpho. There you go. Uh, very campy names, but you know they work in my opinion. 
we we just basically get a lot of backstory on like how like how the metal men were involved in this like what happened like when you know new mezzo took over all these people like what was the whole concept and like why did he go after billionaires and shit like that right um so we learn a lot of that on top of seeing a lot of fighting so there was like a lot of fighting we got to see hawkman fighting a bunch of supermen which surprised he could even put up a fight like against multiple yeah so so these robot supermen are uh canonically correct for anybody who is like who are these guys yeah um they were created by Kelix and by superman um they are superman's guards uh don't know why superman would need guards yeah. but it's also in case it, it's the idea hey superman cannot be everywhere at once yeah. um at a time and so because of course he's had a super family now he's kind of kept them on the back burner and doesn't really use them unfortunately no one knew that ai would take over the world and you know now they are out and you know fighting heroes um i did like this you you got to see like a little highlight of just random heroes popping up we saw plastic man um metamorpho actually fights uh a character that we're going to be introduced to in the dcu that being gi robot is going to be a part of Creature Commandos. Uh, and yeah. we see G.I. Robot for a split second. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but for me, I I really love the interaction in this factory. All the prisoners uh, coming up with this plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman coming up with this plan to uh, get rid of the inhibitor colors and then move forward with that. Um, the fact that like he gets Ollie to be like, hey, this is what you're going to do with the Ultra Morpho. And, you know, that's when the plan is going to be executed. And he's like, this is going to out me as Green Arrow. You know this, right? Like, yeah. this is this is clearly something Green Arrow would do. And Batman is like, don't worry. Everybody's going to think I did it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, this is what I love about Batman is he knows he's so good that people would think he did it, but he still has the best people do the job. Yeah, like he's like, I know you're the right guy for the job, but I'm so good. Everybody's gonna think I did it. Like I love, like the slight of hand cockiness that's there, which I think is funny. Um, but I like that he put everybody. Yeah, the whole plan of like somebody breaking something, somebody sharpening it, somebody making the the arrow for Ollie, and then Ollie's gonna shoot it, which I think is really awesome. Uh, and this does obviously hit perfectly where it needs to go because he's Green Arrow, and he hits it in the chest of the Ultra you know, Morpho guy and he explodes essentially. And so this allows Superman to break his collar. He goes super speed and fucking takes off everybody else's collars, which I think is awesome. And then he's kind of like knocked out. He's just like, Oh, I'm tired, you know? And so I think that's kind of cool. And then the fucking rest of the justice league shows up to help, which I love this panel. You got green lantern, you got Supergirl, you got firestorm, you got wonder woman, you got Robin there, metamorpho and the flash. And so they're all like, you know, they're like, yo, Flash, help everybody out. And he's like, got it. You know, he's doing his shit. Metamorpho starts talking to, um, I forget what his name is, uh, the guy that created the Metal Man. Um, he starts h- talking to him. And yeah. then Batman's kind of talking to everybody and trying to, like, come up with a plan, right? He's like, yo, I need you to go do this, Hal. Or, like, use the, they had these orbs. I forgot what the orbs were for because uh, it's been a while since I read the, read this, the book. Uh, he said that they... Uh these miniature satellites mm-hmm. uh and they're like well uh why didn't you uh 
he, basically the satellites is what controls all the AI robots. Mm-hmm. And he asks, um, I, I need to find his name. I know they say it in the very beginning. Um, yeah. They ask, uh, shit, what is his name? I know that he... The creator of the, the Metalman, right? Yeah. Uh, not Ivo. It's shit. Yeah, uh, sure. Magnus. Uh, yeah. Uh, Magnus is his name. Will Magnus. Mm-hmm. Um Magnus uh, tells him, like, oh, well, the metal men weren't affected because I programmed them to only take orders from me, basically. Yeah. He's like, cool, that's what I thought. And he, like, tells Hal, hey, take all of these satellites and throw them into the freaking atmosphere. And Hal's like, um, these are the things that are controlling all the robots. Like, why would we do that? It's just going to cause, like, mass hysteria and, like, probably control more if we're making this global. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, and Batman's like, uh, you, you don't worry about that. Just let me worry about that. Yeah. Um, and we actually see Wonder Woman not flying herself, but using the invisible jet, which yeah. I thought was very, very fun. Um, Robin gets to team up with her. Uh, Robin almost gets sliced in half by some lasers. His cape actually uh, gets cut uh, in two. But yeah. we learn that Tio Morrow actually helped uh uh professor ivo uh creating uh ultra morpho and uh uh new amazo and it gets to a point where we get back to where all the heroes were and batman's like supergirl what are you doing like shouldn't you be off doing something she's like oh yeah and when batman turns around she starts to morph i thought this looked like clayface yeah and then you turn the page and it's fucking new Mezo. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just like good comic book fun is what yeah. that book is. It's I don't take it super serious, but it's good enough that I do take it serious, if it makes sense. Yeah. And like nothing's really happening in it that I'm just all like very nitpicky about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Batman's doing cool shit in it, which is what I love. It take it stays true to Batman. He's not doing anything silly or wacky. Um, and Superman, I just love seeing all the heroes together. Like it's really cool. I think so. It, in talking, going back to the conversation of our last podcast, like comics versus manga and how comics should be written and everything else, mm-hmm. this is the exception to the rule that yeah. we have made for how we want comics to be. Because this is storytelling long form as far mm-hmm. as like the numbering because this isn't a set miniseries this is an ongoing series yeah but what mark wade has separated the arcs so well that i know when one story ends and one story starts and one story ends and i can take that as it is and have fun with that story and then i can move on to the next story and have fun with that story yeah. and it's so inconsequential to the greater dc universe that I'm having this pocket full of fun and I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. I'm not super worried about like, how does this connect to action comics? How does this connect to detective comics? You know, it's mm-hmm. just a really fun story. Yeah. Do you think you could go? I don't think you could. You'd have to reset the whole universe, but I'm wondering if like, you think if they got a team of people to come like go through and go through a lot of the best stories throughout DC history. And they could be like, this is all the canon that matters and they put like a logo like let's just say it was like a c 
with the kind of logo and that like if, it, if that was on the book that was canon and canon. they just reprint them do you think that they, that could work um so like you're going you're saying like killing joke is canon hush is canon and granted some of those things might contradict each other but it's like you have to think it in, you could probably put that like at the start of the book right like the way canon works is and then explain it like yeah. although something may be contradictory this is stuff that's happened throughout the universe some stories may take place over the course of a year but other stories have happened in between that or consequential yeah. like a uh, linear to that you know what i mean yeah i think that might be a new way to try to do something um because like you could easily put like oh yeah mark wade's shit canon or if you wanted to yeah um i'd be curious because like i feel like they need to try something because they're never gonna restart restart they're never gonna just like wipe the site clean and you're gonna tell a new like bruce wayne story from day one you're not gonna do that no they're never gonna do that the new 52 was the closest thing to it mm -hmm. and i think more so they need to kind of perfect their way of storytelling the way that marvel has mm -hmm. marvel has had several reboots but they like they've made it all canon and it all makes sense because they've written stories in a way that like, Hey, we're going to reference this story, but it's only because of this story that we're telling, not yeah. necessarily because it's, this is going to change the way that you see Spider-Man or the way that you see Daredevil from here on out. It's just a small reference. Um, and I don't know. It just, it just, it just makes sense over there. Here, mm -hmm. as far as DC, we've never had Jim Lee or editors sit down at a conference at San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con or uh, uh, what is the, the Boston Comic-Con or the, the C3 Comic-Con or whatever it's called. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want DC to be able to sit down and tell their readers, hey this is what we as a collective see as canon and as important stories to each of these individual characters and the greater DCU. Yeah. Because yeah. I just think it would make more sense that way. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think there is some good comics there. I talked about this on Twitter. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, but like, if I didn't have this podcast, I wouldn't look up shit, honestly, because I don't do it for, I don't do it for anime. Like, yeah. I, I do follow one anime, like, anim, Anifax or something like that or whatever, or Anime Zone or some shit, where they just, like, new season starts this time, new season starts this time, but they're not like, oh, it was just revealed in the manga that so-and-so is going to do this, so can't wait for five years from now when the anime does. You know what I mean? I don't do any of that shit. Like, the way we yeah. do for movies, right? Like, we see a photo, we analyze it, we talk about it. Um, and my, like, I was just watching uh, the new season of Demon Slayer last night, already hooked. I'm just like, God, this show is so fucking good. Um, but I don't look up shit for Demon Slayer. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I've seen like snippets of the episodes and I'm just like, ah, ah, I don't want to, I don't fucking care. I don't want to see it. I'll watch it when I watch it. And so like, I don't know. I feel like if I, if I didn't have this podcast, comics may be a little bit more enjoyable. A little yeah. bit, because like I will stay still say the Batman shit we've gotten in the last few years is kind of garbage. Well, I I will say this in in the sense of when Batman News Weekly started, I still had a podcast that was going over all of mine and my co-host's favorite books, mm -hmm. a lot of Superman stuff, a lot of Justice League stuff, a lot of stuff that wasn't Batman. 
Yeah. We've stopped that podcast for quite some time now. And then I am just recently with this whole Dawn of DC starting to get into more of those comics. Mm-hmm. Those comics are a lot more enjoyable than I'm now that I'm not talking about them every freaking week. Yeah, yeah. Because I think when you have to have when you have to talk about something, you probably get a little bit more hypercritical of it. Um, yeah. Now, granted, I don't want people to think like, oh, so y'all are just being extremely critical because you have a podcast. Like, no, 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 that's that's not the case. I would still say Zadarsky's books suck, even if I wasn't, especially if I was buying that shit. If I was buying that shit every single week and I'm like, bro, like this book sucks. Honestly, I like in, in retrospective of what uh, Williamson and uh, uh, and and everybody else is doing in the Superman books compared mm-hmm. to what we're seeing in Batman. It's leaps and bounds of different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading Superman. I'm just like, oh, this is so fucking crazy. This is awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know. We we had a small discussion in, in the Discord about it when it first happened. Um, Superman is a god now. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I saw it like, in the spoiler chat. It's it's absolutely wild what they've done to Superman. And the argument should be like the way it has been of like, oh, Superman's too powerful. He's boring, blah, blah. He is literally too powerful now. Mm-hmm. And it's still the most interesting story that I am reading currently at DC. Hmm. Interesting. I would love to have that with Batman, but um, detect. See, I used to. We used to have Detective to get us over, and they're both bad. Yeah. I wonder when Ram V is going to get off because I think we need some fresh blood. I want to see a female writer on on. We had Tamaki, so I should. I say- wonder. I wonder if Night Terrors will mm-hmm. be the buffer from. Uh, where DC is like, hey, this event is going to come up, so mm-hmm. this is going to be your last issue. And mm-hmm. we'll put a new writer on it after. But again, well, I think solicitations have come out yeah. for uh, like after the Night Terror stuff. Yeah. So I'll need to double check. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's getting off anytime soon. I feel like we would have had an announcement of that. Yeah. Um yeah, I just want. I think we need some fresh blood on both books. I don't mind the book staying monthly because that just gives me longer to to write a story. I am writing a four page Batman story right now, um, to just try to. I, I'm considering it like this will be my Batman one thousand story, um, because yeah, that's coming up. I mean, it's ninety eight issues away, ninety seven. Yeah. I mean, it's still like four years, five years. Something like that. If I do the math right, it's 12 issues a year. Well, now they're probably skipping. Well, I don't know. Is it still going to be Batman? It's not even going to be Batman 137 or 38, right? They're just skipping June and July. So, like, Batman's taking two months off. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I don't don't know how it's going to work. But So, that's already two months off. And there's going to definitely be gaps in between that, I'm assuming. So, Batman 1000 probably not happening for another at least five to seven years, probably, which yeah. is crazy. But you gotta have that story ready to go. Um, so I've been writing random shit like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Crazy stuff. I wish Batman would be good. Um, but we'll see. At least we got, I mean, I gotta say, we've had little things here and there, yeah, um, that have been pretty solid, but who knows? Who knows? But that is gonna be it, ladies and gentlemen, for this podcast. Uh, Clay, you got anything going on this week? Um, this upcoming week over at Star Wars Alliance, we're going to be starting our retros for Rebels in 
preparation for the Ahsoka series coming in August. Um, we are going to be reviewing every single season of Rebels. Um, not one after the other, but we're planned it all out. Um, we're doing some uh, book reviews that kind of go over the character of Theron. So uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, July 5th, a new book uh, called Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, which is about um, one of the first Inquisitors uh, ever uh, manipulated and created in the Star Wars canon. Um, I've gotten an advanced copy of it. I'm almost finished with the book, and I can't say much other than it is quite possibly the best Star Wars book I have ever read. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that review July 5th. Nice, nice. Um, I have just been streaming. If you follow us in Discord and you go, if you're in my Discord and you go check the announcements uh, section, I have been uh, posting what we're going to be doing future streams. So if you want to see, there will be bonus streams in between that if I if I have time. But for the most part, I've been trying to plan out every stream. Uh, starting in July, I'm not really going to be doing editing for my job anymore. I'm going to be doing a lot more other shit. So I'm going to be able to finally focus just on my new channel when it comes to editing. So I'm excited for that. But I'm swamped right now with so much shit to edit. And I'm just like, fuck. So uh, I'll be doing that pretty much all the time. But uh, definitely come by and hang out on one of the streams. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly. <laughs>